We Real Reeves. Welcome back to We Real Reels, the monthly podcast where we review old movies to find out if they are as good as we remember or if they make you want to get to the chopper. I'm your host, Panda Brandon, and with me are my two half-brothers, the Grizzly Zay and the Polar Dev. <laughs> this podcast does contain spoilers and we'll be discussing the movie at length. This is a mature content podcast, so be prepared for harsh language and awkward situations. All sound clips, music, and trailers are only used for review purposes and belong to their respective owners. This podcast is also sponsored by The Collectors and Shots and Squash Gym. This podcast is also could be sponsored by you. You know, just throwing a little kickback to it. There's a link in the description, guys. You can uh, support the Bears just for a little bit. We're not asking for anything, actually. We don't really need it. But, you know, hey, if you want to throw something our way, we really appreciate it. So, how you guys been feeling? Been feeling great, man. I'm kind of hungover at this point because I'll tell you about it in our segment or what you're doing, what you're going to do segment. I'm but uh, great. I'm all right, bro. Do you know why I'm great? Because the movie we're doing is based on my favorite <laughs> motherfucking bodybuilder of all time. I'll get the pump. You gotta get the pump in your muscles. Lou Ferrigno. Fuck out of here. <laughs> if you want me to say that, I need more of a diff kind of. I don't even know how to do that voice because I don't want to do it. Brandon, you got it. Lou Ferrigno, oh, that, that like weak, sorry, sorry, weak sorry. voice. Ferrigno. Yeah, do a Lou Ferrigno oh, voice. Shit. Uh, well, I haven't heard him talking in a while, but I'm sure it's something like. You know, hey, I, I, I this is what I do. I live weight all the time, you know? No, do a... What was the one? Was it one where he was <laughs> in? Know, no. What movie was he in? What was that? Uh, uh, I Love You, Man? Yeah. What was yeah, the who, one? Who is that guy? Yeah. They kind of talk... I, I just talk like... How, Are you going how, to tell my how, how, Yeah, how, <laughs> how deaf, how deaf people wrong. talk. Yeah, I don't know. Because that, that's kind of the... It, didn't he used to be deaf or he had some kind of hearing No, he's, he's still there. Yeah, he's got some issues. But that's what's funny is if you go back and watch Arnold's Pumping Iron, his one of his first bodybuilding movies he got famous on. There's a segment in there where he's going up to against Lou Ferrigno in Mr. Olympia, and dude, he is an absolute asshole to Lou Ferrigno and his family. Like his family, Lou Ferrigno's family takes Arnold out to breakfast, pays for it to just be nice, just talk to him. And Arnold's talking shit the whole time. He's like, "How do you feel raising a boy who is going to get beat by this?" And he's like. Flexing his biceps and shit. Just talking shit. He's an asshole, man. Just a jerk. I call that competitiveness. Well, he whooped his ass, so yep. it worked. <laughs> it wasn't close. Well, well, let's not waste any further time. Let's go ahead and get into our segment of uh, what you doing, what you been doing, and what you gonna do. Hey, watch it, pal. What have you been doing? What are you gonna do, huh? Oh, Polar here. Let's, let's, what have you been doing this past month? Past month, man. I've been uh, hanging out, you know, working, doing uh, a lot of disc golf. We've been playing disc golf every uh, every Sunday. Me and a group of dudes getting together every Sunday, 8 a.m., trying to get different rounds in at different courses. Just a bunch of guys kind of getting out, letting everything kind of from work and life in general just, you know, just just flow, opening it up, giving you some some, some mind space. But doing that, I, uh, I did also watch uh, Texas put them motherfucking hands on Alabama <laughs> uh, last weekend in college football. Uh, I got to watch that. I got to watch uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley, get that completely a, I mean, a, 
I don't even want to say obliterate because the fight was even up until a certain point if you're a UFC fan. But you, if you watch it back, you can see that Sean O'Malley is a elite striker. And he did what he did for that first round to set up what ended the fight. He waited. He baited him in, goaded him, and then just put that dude to sleep. And which is crazy to think about because Aljamain Sterling is a legitimate UFC fighter. Hands right. very good. But that's two uh, great champions that lost their title. Yes, because we also <laughs> watched uh, uh, Adesanya, Izzy Adesanya, get 100% in all facets destroyed by Sean Strickland, which nobody saw nobody. coming. I mean, my neighbor bet 10 bucks on it and won 180 because it was such an upset. I mean, it was... I did not seeing it go. I'm pretty sure all of us were silent yeah. up until Sean Strickland dropped him yeah. in that second round, and then we were silent after that because it did not make logical sense. He <coughs> beat the him. brakes off of him, dude. Yeah. Just just had him backed up to the to the corner, man. He, he wasn't able to do anything offensive. Oh, it was it was rough to watch. It was, it was rough to watch, but it was good to watch at the same time because uh, I like Adesanya, but something about him lately has been just bother me i don't know what it is about his personality or what who he's involved with outside of fighting some of the things he's said he said and some of the things he's done recently it just they're just not good things just odd and sean strickland has done the same thing i mean he he's the one who's famous for putting out the quote saying that you know women coming into the workforce was what ruined america hmm. which was taken out of context a little bit but at the same time if, if it for sure was <laughs> that wasn't the full quote, but that was pretty much the gist of it. Uh, but yeah, I watched that. I got to see my uh, my Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders uh, beat Denver last week. I, I don't know how I feel about the game this week with uh, the Bills. I think Josh Allen's going to come out and and, uh, and separate himself. But yeah, I've been I've been watching sports, uh, watching watching you know some disc golf playing disc golf i also did uh some some betting on the fanatics app i don't know if any of you are familiar with this but throughout the month of september uh if you you can do a link where you bet 10 bucks and you send it to somebody and you get 100 bucks and they get 100 bucks it didn't matter if you win or lose but i did that so i got a bunch of fanatics cash which is used for gear you can't use it to bet it's not bettable but you can use it to buy shirts jerseys i mean but 10 bucks to get, you can use it up to six times. So I think if you bet ten bucks, you get up to six hundred dollars. If you do it that many times, but it is, it's cool. I mean, it's very cool. You can buy any sports gear, WWE, UFC. They have music stuff. They have Disney stuff. They have Marvel. They got a ton of stuff on that website that you can buy. Next month, uh, I'm going to play disc golf some more. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get more confident in myself. Uh, at one time, you know, I was I was pretty highly rated in the disc golf community and I, I stopped doing tournaments i'm trying to get myself back confidence wise to to be able to play some tournaments now and uh get back to where i was and and enjoy the game as much as i did before um i do that hunting fishing is starting to get to fall so fishing's about to come back around the heat's starting to go away and then i know grizzly we were talking about going to your land and kind of scouting that out to see what we we might be able to hunt 
uh, deer, turkey, you know, what whatever's available. I mean, I, I know we've talked about that before, but that's that's a definitely an option for this winter. So that's the plan. And then in uh, October, we're going to Universal. So I'm getting ready for that. So that's that's the plan for the future. I got some work shit coming up, but I, I've been fucking killing it. I did get invited to uh, interview for a global team uh, at work. Uh, only 15 people were selected in the entire world. Uh, we are a global company where I work. I got invited. I submitted my application. I'll do an interview process, and then if I get selected, I'll be working with uh, executives and CEOs for my company to uh, work on some some projects with them. So I'm pretty excited about that. I was I was I was happy to get invited to that. It was it was good for work. It was good for me. So yeah, but that's what I've been doing, man. So what you're saying is you're able to give me a job in the future? No, I'm not giving you money. No, I might get you a job. You could be my secretary. <laughs> You can file my motherfucking papers. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been doing. That's what I'm going to do. You know, try and, try and spend some more time with the family and friends and, and just enjoy enjoy what's going on right now in life, man. It's, it's a good time. That sounds good, bro. That's all right. Let's go ahead and uh, pass it over to you, Grizzly. Okay, what I've been doing. So, um, really, really, really not too much this past month. Um, just trying to, you know, get myself... You know, to a, to a point where I can finally take my mom on a vacation. So I've been saving up to do that, me and my wife, to take my mom to Vegas for a week. We're going to see if we can do that around uh, New Year. But it's really just working, grinding, trying to get my... Hey, make sure when you go to Vegas, please, for me, go to Area 15. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, because we, we're, we're only going to... We're not going to get a car. We're just going to get Uber and Lyft. To drop us off everywhere. So. I think Area 15 is on that strip, the main strip. Oh, yeah. If, it is, if, oh, yeah, if, if you can, there. for me, because I, I I don't think I'll ever be able to go to Vegas because I don't think I'd ever make it back. <laughs> I'd end up being one of those people on the street doing whatever the fuck was required Living to survive. Those, uh, underground sewers. What, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But please go to Area 15 for me. I got you, bro. Really, that's it. Just working, grinding, trying to trying to take care of this. I'm trying to get my diet back in order. I, th- I think I talked to you guys about that um, yesterday. One of my friends had a birthday party, and I think it was like uh, Mexican New Year or something like that. Or Spanish. Spanish. I don't think the Mexican New Year is different. I know the Asian Revolution one is. Or something no, like I think it? it's it's Spanish. Uh, it was like a, the day that they <clears throat> declared their freedom. It's like yeah. Noche or something. Okay, so the Independence Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was like that. that's what UFC did was some kind of Noche or it, it was cool. Yeah, but he, he had a, a, his daughter's birthday party that same day, so he invited me. I think I tried to invite you guys, but I love being around that that culture, man. It's they, everybody was trying to get me to dance. They're fun. They're, They're fun. fun. They're fun. They're friendly. It is such a good culture. And this guy maybe had seven or eight hundred beers, just in coolers, just ready for everybody to drink. Tequila, whiskey, wow. all that stuff. And wow. you didn't bring <laughs> not nothing today. I could have. But I wanted to give you guys he got, what I enjoy. He got about seven coolers full of shit at the house that he ain't trying to share. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to go to him and, and be like, hey man, let me get some Modelo because he had twelve or thirteen not open yet in the in the refrigerator. So, cases or just beer? cases? God, cases. Damn. And then the the coolers that they had was awful. See, that's why I didn't awful. come because yeah, it would have been it would have been bad influence for me. So needless to say, I woke up. Really, really late today. Um, that's probably why you almost left me this morning. Yo ass was motherfucking. What do you mean left you? you, you, you what do you, you mean? You, Hold you, on. You. Why you keep saying morning, bro? It's motherfucking two o'clock where we're at. Exactly. Three o'clock. You exactly. said, "Hey, I'm gonna be there at two to two thirty. I left my house at two forty because your ass didn't respond to a text message. Yep. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, bro, I'm not feeling 100% right now. That was because last night I was dancing up a storm and eating tacos and quesadillas and dancing with everybody who would who would take my hand. It was, it was crazy, dude. I, I couldn't understand a single word anybody was saying, but I was up in there. I was up in there dancing. That's man. why I put them things on your leg, didn't I? <laughs> You said you was dancing with anybody. <laughs> anybody to take my hand, bro. That was, that was fun. I wish you guys would have came. I wish I would have yeah. been there, big dog. It would have been great. But uh, was watching that fight, bro. Yeah, I ended up not having like too, too good of a time because of, you know, people, but it's fine. <laughs> Other than that, like what I'm going to do is, I think for the past couple weeks, I've been trying to grind up also and get my gun so when we hunt, I can have that. So I'm building up money to get my rifle and bullets so i can finally go on that land prep it with you and then kill my first whitetail you only need one bullet well i need to practice mm-hmm. zero my scope we need to figure out where to go somewhere yeah. to sight it in so I, like i told everybody here before that's my dream i've never done it before I'm, I'm ready to finally go hunting for the first time do you think mentally and physically you're ready to actually skin it and do all the the, the leg work that I, goes into it i believe so because okay. if i'm bored or if i'm like tired or sleepy if i put on one of these hunt videos and try to learn from this i'm i'm always excited about it you know yeah but that's what i'm asking i'm asking you are you willing to take the knife and do the cutting into the flesh uh, into the into the you know you got to empty the the shit sack you got to empty the the bladder you got to not cut the bladder because you don't want the piss going on the the meat yeah you got to know where to cut when to cut you got to bleed them out well, as long as somebody's there to show me i'm willing to it's do Scott. everything yeah yes. I'm pa- papa scott papa bear scott will show you how to do it okay yeah, I need some type of mentor to teach me all he's, that. He, but, yeah, um, he's got it all down, but I just want to make sure because, dude, when I first went in there, it's not even for me. It wasn't the 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 look or like the the doing of any of it. It was the smell. It's a different smell. It, it yeah, it'll. And then like when we went dove hunting, trying to do the doves. If you if you, when you get into that, man, it has, that is a it's brutal. I mean, you're you're taking and pretty much just putting your thumbs in the middle of their chest as a bird and just pushing as hard as you can and ripping. <laughs> It's well, if it's anything like doing fish, I think it's easy enough. But um, that's, I'm talking about like birds and stuff. Do like, you feel though that like you have different feelings towards fish than you do mammals? Like where you're like, man, fuck them fish. I don't give a shit. I don't I'll fuck so. them fish up. I don't and you're like so. for birds and mammals, you're like, well, I don't know, like Bambi, maybe not. I don't think so. I think okay. I think I'm just excited to get out there and, and do this. It's something I always see myself doing. So I think I might be like a. I don't know what word monster? we'd use. No, not a monster, but like <laughs> I might be like racist against fish or something. Like I don't give a fuck. I'll fuck up a fish. They, okay. I don't give a shit. But when it comes to like a rabbit or like certain like some of those cuter animals, in my opinion, I'm I struggle with those. But the fish, man, fuck them fish. Mm-hmm. I think it's something to do with conservation because I know that this land hadn't been taken care of in the past twenty or thirty years, so it kind of needs to be something done with these the 20 or 30 years or has it been years. since we arrived <laughs> <laughs> we've been fucking it up since day one bro oh no bro <laughs> but I know there's there's deer rabbit and uh, turkeys is running wild over there so I think we need to do something to, to quell the numbers but, population yeah. control huh? yeah population control what I'd leave you? your rabbits alone but yeah the turkey and the deer yeah, are good fuck them rabbits <laughs> yeah but they're not gonna be good eating you can kill them but I don't think the eating is gonna be any good they're too fast it's gamey okay. yeah that's that's my my plan Hey, before you even finish, I do want to say that one of my bucket list things is to hand fight a turkey. So if that happens in this hunting uh, get-together, this will be on that podcast. But I want to fist fight a turkey. Okay. I'm going for it. Well, good luck to you, sir. I'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, old Panda Bear, man, we've had a lot going on this last uh, month. Uh, we celebrated uh, Koala's birthday, and we had an out- outdoor projector thing. We set up the inflatable projector screen, had a projector going, and we played uh, The Blackening. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that, but that movie is <laughs> That movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> hilarious. That movie is hilarious. That nerdy-ass dude, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, that, was, that was pretty cool, man. The wrestling boys showed up. Uh, my dad showed up. We had a good time. The only person that didn't show up was old Polar Bear here. Mm. Kind of disappointed me right there, man. Mm. Old Grizzly showed up. He showed up late and drunk as hell. And uh, of course, I think that's the reason I didn't show up. I can't. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that might right. have been the reason I didn't show yeah. up. I don't think I was able to drive. Well, it was all right, man. We had ended up having a good time. Uh, we ended up playing cards afterwards, uh, Uno, and that's it. It's just hilarious playing with the wrestling boys and uh, old Wayne and man, yeah, just just seeing different people from different backgrounds like that you would never think would be together, like just having a good time. It, it was it was it was something crazy. It's always something crazy because I got random ass friends from all over the fucking world, and it, bringing them together is always awesome. You know, there's never no conflict. It's always just it's always cool, a peaceful time. Uh, besides that, uh, I actually watched uh, a couple of movies last night. I watched. What was it called? A uh, haunting in Venice. Uh, it's a part of the trilogy for uh, Murder on the Orient Express, Ooh. and it was pretty damn good. Was it good? Yeah, it was. I awesome. didn't know how I felt about them going that route. Yeah, and all that's one of the movies uh, trilogies that's going to go down in history as all three being good. God damn it! Yeah, oh. all three, just like uh, Lord of the Rings, The Matrix, Beverly Hills Cops. We're gonna have to shut Something this podcast like down early so we can go see it again. Probably because that's really pretty good. <laughs> what is this? I really want to see it now. About? It's a murder mystery movies, man. It's about this uh, the world's greatest detective. He's like this French detective, and he just picks up clues and he figures out solves these impossible crimes, and it's pretty awesome. He do, it, the do murder, his accent. The murder, the murder on the Orient Express. He <laughs> had to find a killer who killed a prisoner, and. You know, I ain't going to spoil it for you, but yeah, he had to figure out that one. And it was on a train. And they were trapped on a train because the snow fell in. So he had to figure out who killed this guy. It was somebody on that train. It seems like, though, the patterns of his crimes or whoever, because it's after a book. So the author, they like sticking him in situations where nobody can leave because the death on the Nile was the same way. They were on like a little riverboat tour of the Nile. Somebody killed somebody. It was only the people on the boat that could have done it. So everybody was stuck on the boat until he figured out who it was. Same thing with the one in Venice. They're inside this uh, this building. It's like two, two floors, three floors. And uh, there's only two ways out, which are by boat, you know, because Venice is full of water. And so they just locked those doors, and he had to figure out who did it. How does he always get put into the situation to when the murder happens? Like, he doesn't come in after some shit happened. He's always present when it happens. <laughs> it's like, hey, who invited this motherfucker? It's like they're, like whoever the killer is is like, bitch, you ain't going to catch me. <laughs> Yeah, well, hubris. Yeah, he ends up catching. Yeah, it, it does seem like uh, the killer is always trying to play it cool uh, and just blend in with the rest of them. It, it seems to be a theme in these movies. They don't ever just try to make a break for it and get yeah. the fuck out of there. It's not like none of those Netflix documentaries are like, hey, the greatest murderer of all time invited the greatest inspector of all time to catch him. No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but I watched that. I watched uh, a whole season of Jujutsu Kaisen. 
Nice. And uh, I watched the movie Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, nice. which one dude come into the shop and he was just talking this movie up like this is the greatest thing ever. He was like, if Demon Slayer didn't have the good animation it does, it'd be mid. And I was like, I don't agree with that, but okay, that's your opinion. Let me get some slang on you. Yeah, so I watched this movie, mid. and I was like, this movie's fucking mid. It was okay, but it was not as good as that fucking train movie from Demon Slayer. That mother goes off a chain. I don't know what y'all are talking about. You don't know nothing. Yeah, you're right. I don't, I'm confused. But uh, besides that, I also watched a movie called Hypnotic. It's on Peacock. It's got Ben Affleck in there, and it's about people who have the ability to hypnotize people, kind of just using their brain power, and they just get away with it. You know, like people robbing banks, they'll go up to a person and be like, hey, it's hot outside today. And she'll be like, it's hot outside today. You should probably take your clothes off. And she just starts taking her clothes off, causing a scene while he's in there telling the security guards to uh, empty the safe and all this crap. Pretty interesting movie. It's like that superpower from Jessica Jones. Exactly, yeah, the power of persuasion. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Was yeah. Matt Damon in Matt there? Damon. No, Matt Damon Matt was not Damon in Matt Damon wasn't in it? No, no, no. Poor Matt. Uh, <laughs> and then also, uh, my panda bear cub, you know, he's getting to the age where he can learn manners. And so I've been uh, instilling manners into him uh, because everyone knows that manners maketh Matt. And uh, he's, he's, uh, he's starting to learn, you know, hey, can I, can I get a snack, please? Uh, can I have this, please? Pick up your toys. Yes, sir. You know, learning stuff like that. So it's pretty awesome. I'm getting a little, a little proud of him, man. He's, he's doing his thing. But uh, he's learned, you know, where his penis is. Mm. Yeah. And it looks like he hurts himself, man. But he just be pinching the shit out of that thing when, when it, <laughs> whenever it's bath time or something. And I'm like, bro, don't do that. And so I'm about to give him a bath. And, you know, I'm, I'm putting him in the bath. And he's like, let's fight. And I was like, no, we're not going to fight. I'm going to punch you in the penis. Oh, like, <laughs> no, you don't punch people in the penis, man. What's wrong with you? It's an easy win tactic. Yeah. yeah so he's, he's cold-blooded, man. But but it's been awesome teaching him that and seeing him grow. He, uh, well, maybe not just him, but all kids, man, they just live in the moment. You know, they especially at that age, you know, he hasn't got the idea that people are not so nice. You know, not everybody is nice. There are evil people out there, but he is just living in the moment, man. We went to Sam's and we had sitting by the little the picnic table things, you know, just waiting for Koala to get a, uh, a pizza or something. And everybody who's leaving, he's just waving at them, waving, just waving. I'm like, quit waving at people. These are strangers. You don't know strangers. You know, you got to teach them, hey, some people are dangerous. Stranger danger. Yeah, you can't talk to everybody. You can't be nice to everybody. You just, just be cool, you know, just, just they wave at you, wave back. You know, you ain't got to be mean or nothing, but you know, just, just be cool. You let him uh, do it because it'll brighten up somebody's day. Might brighten somebody's day. Somebody who thinks they're going to get a little <laughs> fucking three-year-old on their fucking hand. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah damn it. Damn uh, Santa Claus. But besides that, man, um, next month uh, I've been motivated to start doing something. You know, I keep talking about, I'm going to start doing this, start working out, I'm going to start doing this, blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, Koala has been getting on it like every morning. She is uh, on the treadmill, and I'm starting to see the results of her flat stomach, and I'm starting to get a little jelly. So I'm normally used to complaining about her. You know, you ain't doing shit. Look at you. Look at you. You got a big old tubby, and now I'm the big tubby, okay? So I cannot Switch be. Roles. Yeah, I cannot be the big tubby no more. I got to do belly. something about this. Jelly belly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start getting into it, man. I, I'm going to yeah. start hitting You got an unlimited rock. membership to uh, Shots and Squats Gym. 
Johnson Squad's gym. It only cost fifty dollars in gas each time. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you got to drive out there, but it's it's there. It's available for you if you want it. And then uh, the last thing I did last month was um, there's one more thing I did last month. Sorry, let me add that to there. Uh, the countryside of my family had a get together for two people that passed away, Jack and Edward. And I went out there to see them, man. And it was it was awesome. They didn't know I was coming, so they were super excited about me being there. And uh, it it was amazing just seeing them again and just remembering like all the times we had. Like we used to have these huge Christmas parties, and they would show up. And I only get to see them once a year because these were like distant cousins and stuff. But it was always a good time. Uh, yeah, they love me. My my aunt. Great aunt Janine was there. We call her Nene, and I was always her favorite. So she was super excited to see me, and getting caught up with all them, seeing what their lives are about now. It was awesome. Uh, but a little story about that is that everyone isn't so accepting. We used to have a couple of members from that side of the family who were extremely racist, and they were actually married to the source of the racism, one of their husbands, and he passed away he'd been gone for like two years i think or something like that well ever since then the wife who was actually related to us has been super nice to me you know she messages me on facebook likes all my pictures says this is great that's great and all stuff gives me a hug when i see her and stuff so she has completely flipped the script because i believe that that dude's gone she felt that guilt and her son was the same way and so when i got there i didn't i didn't feel like I needed to say anything to the son because I didn't want to, you know, start that reaction. Of, you know, don't talk to me, whatever. You're you're not my kind or whatever. And so I didn't say nothing. Uh, but when he was about to leave, he was like, hey, man, it's, it's good to see you again. And I was like, oh, you're not racist no more? Well, what, what is this? This is amazing. Okay, hey, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. All right. Because, uh, like, if you were a certain way, that's in the past. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm dealing with you now. And... I don't hold grudges, so if you're if you're a cool man, I'm cool. I react how you react to me, you know. Like, let's just be cool. So that was awesome seeing that, you know, these people aren't racist anymore. And the source was that husband, that old man. That I don't know. I guess he was just the way he was until he died, and now he's gone. Now mm-hmm. it's a better place. Think about how many other people are out there that are the same way. They don't want to feel that same hate, and just somebody in their life just pushes them towards it. Sad. Get over it, motherfucker. Yeah, now he's gone, and uh, the panda's still here. <laughs> and that's it for me for that last uh, month, and uh, that's it for all of us. Mm. So, before we start, you don't have any, uh, you don't have any uh, shop stories. Yeah, what about that one dude? He coming yeah. back? He come yeah, back in? Yeah. What about what about your boy? Yeah. What about your boy? Your boy. Oh, boy, uh, Mr. Charlie? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Charlie. Mr. Charlie. What up, Mr. Charlie? Mr. Charlie might be dead. Oh, oh I haven't seen Mr. Charlie God in about a month and a half. I don't know. Son of a bitch. We gave him up. We gave up his location. He was I, in witness protection. I do think I might have had my first theft uh, the other day. Uh, it was a Star Wars figure. Did you fuck him up? No, because oh, I wasn't for sure. And, you know, you can't question somebody. You know, you give me a steal. I don't want to cause that whole scene, but... It was a small little dude, black hair, balding at the top, had a little black jacket on. And I heard some kind of a plastic move, and I look over to him, and he's messing with the inside of his jacket. And I was like, he's looking at the Star Wars figure. Star Wars does not sell well in Lebanon. Okay? So this is probably a figure I would have gave him for free. Makes sense. Yeah, these things are, they're little small mini figures, too. They're probably about, I don't know, three inches big, something like that. 
And he said he's looking for some kind of stormtrooper or something. I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't get many of those in, but yeah, that's what I got. And so I heard that little fluff. And so I started watching him then. I was like, mm, what's this guy doing? And he slowly limps out. He wasn't limping in, but he limped out. I thought it was weird. But anyway, I got this device, a remote where I can click it and the door will magnetize. And I think it's like 1,200 pounds of pressure. So it'll lock you in there uh, if you're trying to steal something, you know, that'll give me time to, you know, Put them, put these panda bear claws on. Them, let you know how that feels. Or a bullet. Uh, but, but no, <laughs> I didn't do any of that because I wasn't really for sure. But I did go back into the back and get a couple more stormtroopers to put them out. And I checked my inventory, and I know for sure I had given one out for free already. But I had an extra one that was missing. So I can't say you know, I don't. I don't keep up with inventory like to the exacts. So I can't really say that he you know, he stole something. But. He was acting kind of fishy, and then it was just, just, just some weird stuff going on there. Hmm. But besides that, man, I mean, there hadn't been any crazy-ass customers coming in lately, so that's pretty cool. Well, here's your first note. Is that Star Wars, I think Disney's starting to figure, figure it out now, too, is that it fucking sucks. <laughs> no one cares. Well, they might have turned that turned that around, man. This Ahsoka, Maybe with that, that one's a good one. That Ahsoka series. They had it going with Baby Yoda, and they fucked that up, because that series went to shit. Mandalorian, the last season, was terrible, in my opinion. I liked the first two, but I thought the last season was just not good. I liked it. But the new one, yeah, that, that new series they got going on is decent, but I wonder if this writer's strike and all that type of stuff is going to... We'll see. I mean, We will see. You saw what The Rock did. And The Rock did all. But let's go ahead and move on to our first, well, second segment, really. What we like to call Grizzlies Anime and On. It's over 9,000. All right, guys. I want to let you know that this one won't be too, too long because this... uh, That's what she said. (laughs) This specific anime kind of goes along with the movie that we're reviewing today. It is called Darwin's Game. Darwin's Game came out in 2015 with only 11 episodes which the uh, anime community desperately wants a second season of. It's it's really good. I, play, I, I liked it. I liked it. It's illustrated by a company called Flip Flop. They've never done anything this good, in my opinion. Which you can find this on Netflix and Crunchyroll and Hulu. Now let me ask you guys a question. We have, we've always done this. We've always came up with scenarios like, what superpower would you want? So let me ask you guys, what superpower would you guys want? Where it's a life or death situation. It's only one specific one. So you can get like x-ray vision or you can get invisibility. What would you choose, uh, Polar? Oh, goddamn, put me on the spot. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Because um, that's, that's how fast it, it happens is press the button. Uh, shit. I'd take invincibility. Invincibility. And most people would say that's stupid because you're going to see all your loved ones die. and all, But you get to relive that. Well, now hold on. There's a difference between invincibility and immortality. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what's going to take me out? Old age. You can still die. I but, guess that's true. But you just can't be hurt. Maybe that's what I meant. You can, uh, they push you in the ocean. And no, I want to, <laughs> I want to live forever. I want to live forever. Okay, so immortality. Yeah, that's what I meant. Immortality. I don't think you can choose something that specific. Why not? Well, you can never die. Why not? But it has to be something. It's my superpower. You can control. <laughs> choose what I want, you asshole. That's what he <laughs> God damn it, don't ask me a question and tell me I can't do it. <laughs> damn it. It's like being like, hey, man, he asked for a 14-inch dick. No, you can only have 12. That's all you can get. Sorry. Sorry. Superpowers are only limit certain things. No, I want to live forever. 
I want to see the start of this shit and the end of it. We'll try it again. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, that's another question. Yeah. So say it was like a Marvel-type world where you could pick a single thing. Not invincibility. It's like a mutant. I'm a mutant. That's the same question, but no immortality. No immortality. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Oh, man. I'd I'd probably want... Is there an option for the ability to travel time? You could probably do it in, like, segment, like little clips. Yeah, but if I could go back to, like... Like, we can do it, like... 2009 and be like, Texas Longhorn's going to win the fucking national championship and bet on it. like a minute or two. Yeah, I think there'd be limits on it. Oh, okay. If if there's limits like that, fuck out of here. I'll do... Just give me super strength. We'll just be easy. I'm sorry. I've I've made this too difficult. Super strength. I apologize. Panda? I'm going to go with super speed. It, it's always between super speed and super intelligence. Because if you have super intelligence, you know, you just look at a situation. You're like, okay, I need to, I'm stuck on a desert island and I need to get off here. I, I just look at some trees and some broken twigs and be like, hmm, I can make an airplane out of that. But uh, you don't have the ability. But super speed. You run off that bitch. Yeah, I just think about Flash and the uh, the speed force. I can vibrate through things. I can run so fast. I can go through time. I can run across water. I can. Yeah, so we're in there at always super speed. There's always a drawback to those. Even like super strength, like there's a drawback to that because I break. I'd probably break a lot of shit. You don't know your own the, strength. Uh, super speed one for Flash is his uh, metabolism. He has to eat. Yep, right. A lot. You're a super intelligence. You would be so fucking frustrated with all the stupid fucking people around you. That would be frustrating, right? You would be so much smarter. So you'd have to be an alcoholic yeah. like Rick. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like that's – I mean there's always a drawback to every one of them. Okay. So I think I'll choose an impenetrable force field. Okay. Yeah. You get so, to choose who comes into it? I can keep everything out of it. Like you I'll just wrap like, it around my body. And it shows up? Wrap around my body like Gojo and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't know what that is. So you'd be like Luke Cage, just have impenetrable skin. Yeah, force field. Because okay. then I can push it out. Push it to the limit. <laughs> Circumference. <laughs> but, uh, Sorry. In this case, it was a high school student named uh, Kaname uh, who received the invitation from his classmates during a Darwin's game, mobile game. And uh, what happens is a snake will come out and it'll stick his neck. And uh, man, you're in the game. And anybody can challenge you. You can challenge anybody, and they don't even have to accept it. You can just go there. As long as they're in the game, you can just go and kill them and take their points. What, you mean the snake bites him? Yes. Okay, sorry. I I misunderstood what you said. Sorry. It's like a hallucination snake. Oh, so his venom, like, gives you... Yeah, gives you the power that you you do. So, yeah. And in this world, you kill people for points. So it's like me versus you, whoever wins. The loser dies always. In real life? Yes. Oh. So this comes into play in real life also. So you don't just have super strength in the game. It'll be whenever you walk around too. So you have this 24-7 after you accept this app in the game, in the in this anime world. Hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think is a cool concept because we, we always talk about it. I feel like everybody talks about it. Like, what, what's one superpower you would always want to have? Something like that, right? Not if I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm just out, man. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want no to participate. Get out. I'm out. You don't, don't think you do, do it though? I mean, it'd be whatever superpower I needed to fucking survive. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. needed in that world? What's yeah. needed in that environment? Well, in this case, it was this guy, um, Kaname, who can produce weapons or like anything he touches just by thinking about it. So, and he can while he's. <clears throat> It's like his hand uh, turns into a weapon? No, it's not his hand. It like it comes from his hand. So it's like it it's like a he builds it out of his hand and he can use it at that it point. It just presents itself. Presents itself, yeah. 
And at any time, he could do alterations, if he thinks about it, to make it stronger. But then the gun would be, like, uh, brittle after, like, one shot. Because all the all the material is going towards the bullet itself then. Cause then so the if you have a sword, a sword would be a better option. So it could be a better option. Than a gun. Yeah. Because you can't unload 30 rounds into somebody. Mm-hmm. But you can. Huh. he can also pick any type of gun he wants and shoot shoot that. He can do a bazooka, but he uses a lot of his energy. What does he What does he normally choose? The one that I've seen was Sorry, the I, Beretta. Yeah. Accurate? The Beretta we, we, uh, Consistent? Yeah. I didn't mean to. I didn't cut into your no, something fine. that was coming no, that's later. Fine. No, because uh, all this was getting brought up anyway. Is because there's a machine gun he brings up, and then there's the Beretta that he he shows up. Because how many bullets does he get out of the machine gun? Like you said, if it's like materialized, but if he materializes <laughs> he, a machine gun, he materializes the bullets. Too. It should be he should get more out of that than it would be for a pistol, right? Because mm-hmm. he's materializing it all. Mm-hmm. So they, it should be the understanding of it requires more bullets. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, but Sorry. like I said, it, it, it wastes a whole bunch of his energy if he. Mm-hmm produces too much of it. Yeah, the the first time he did this is one of his friends needed help. And so his friend was about to die and he sent his kind of a, a game invite and without actually being able to talk to him and tell him what this game is about, Kaname wasn't able to answer the text in time. And so the friend dies and then the next day Kaname gets this weird game application where he don't know what it what it's for, what game this is, and he just presses it, gets bit by the snake, wakes up in a hospital bed uh, later that day with a friend telling him he shouldn't have done that. Do they explain the snake thing? Why is it a? Is there a they, reason they, for the they, snake thing? They really it, don't in the anime. Okay, I didn't it's just know. like I'm a sorry. part. I to, just didn't know. It's a requirement to play the game, pretty much. Yeah, just how it works in this universe. Yeah. This I, universe. Okay, I didn't know if that had any significance or if that just the way it was mm-hmm. or. That's cool. And so the the first person um, he fights is he just got out of the nurses' quarters or class, whatever that is, and he gets on a train. And he's fiddling around with his phone, like, why did he send me this? And he accidentally places a match between him and, coincidentally, the person he's supposed to be fighting is in the same cart as him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which is, (laughs) actually, another reason why I picked this is because the guy was chosen was a panda. Oh. Yeah. They could turn invisible. Like a real panda bear? Yeah, it's like a a guy in a panda uh, costume. Yeah, furry. Uh Yeah. And so he turns invisible. Tries to kill Kaname, and Kaname ends up surviving. How's he? How's wow. he kill the panda? Uh, he don't actually kill him. He got hit by a car because he's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> panda, watch out for cars. But there's, there's a lot of cars. Um, a lot of different powers that you like, man, that, that probably would be useful, you know, in, in something like this. But you got to think about before you go into this game. There's a guy that can control plants. There's a guy that can. Um, teleport like five meters. Can it change situationally? Like if I go into the app another time, can I change that superpower, or does it have no, to be the same thing? It's the every, same one. Whatever you choose from the get go, that every time you go into that app, it's the same. That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And so I think the <sighs> that's a tough choice. Yeah. There's one lady. She can. Uh, she can anything that's on a rope or like a, a link. She can control. So she can do like wires or or chains or something like that. So this is a pretty cool anime. I, I, that's I, I, pretty interesting. Yeah, I like it. Hmm. I would say this was a good one because I personally haven't seen another anime with this type of storyline in it. And it's something that I feel like I can relate to because I always want some type of superpower or something, you know. How many stars are you giving it? Claws. claws. How many claws? I'm give it three and a half bear claws. Three and a half bear claws. Mm-hmm. Out of five. I'm going to give it five. Five bear claws. 
I ain't even seen it. Yet. I know. <laughs> I've given all of them five at this point. I ain't seen none of them, have I? <laughs> well, this one's only 11 episodes. I think you and uh, the family what? can get into it. It's What's on it on? Netflix. Okay. I don't have Netflix. It's on. I have an app. You have an app that works. I do. We're not talking about that. Yeah. We're just talking about not having Netflix. <clears throat> they charge too much and they want a password yeah. share. Fuck Netflix. I think they have it on uh, Hulu. Mm. Cancel Netflix. Mm. Cancel them. Yeah, I think you guys will like it. It's uh, it's violent like we like, right? And I got to see you guys give it a shot. You like it. It goes by real fast. But then the gun is also in this anime. It's the 38 special. Now, the 38 special, I think, is one of the most popular guns back in the early 1900s. I'm not going to talk about anything like any specific like brand of gun of the 38 special because everybody, every gun manufacturer pretty much makes it. Um, but the people that started it off was a collaboration between Colt and Smith and Wesson back in 19. No, 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 it's 1897, 124 years ago. It's a little snub nose, right? Yeah. Uh, well, the original was the long barrel. Now it's a snub nose, now pretty it's a much. Yeah. Nose, yeah. You can put that bitch in your boot, your pants. You can hide them real well. Yeah. And there's a reason why the 38 Special is, well, special. This is a double action revolver that uh, shoots six rounds at a time. Now, double action uh, for a gun is when you pull the trigger, the action of pulling the trigger, it cocks it and uh, cocks the firing firing pin back also so it can shoot the bullet forward. There's some that's a single action where you have to pull the firing pin back on the revolvers and then you have to shoot it. Those are single actions. You have anything? No, I was going to say no one who wants to murder anyone is using one of those. Yeah, they're not. But those are real guns now at this point. Like I said, this one was made in 1890. Seven eighteen ninety eight, mm-hmm. and so I like back that you then, broke that down because not a lot of people understand why in the movies they cock the yeah. the firing pan back. No, it's because there's there's a mm-hmm. whole different action that needs to happen whenever they do that. But this comes in vastly different colors. But a lot of them have a bunch of not a bunch, but it has a wooden handle, and I don't know if that's good for stabilization. It has to be because gun owners around the world say that this one. Has like a non-existent recoil. Probably just cheaper. Possibly, but I know the, the the recoil on this gun is amazing. The only thing that's that's gives you a headache is whenever you have to reload it, because everybody knows revolvers. It doesn't eject the cylinder, the not the cylinder, the the round the shell. The shell. So what you're saying is you got six shots and you better figure it yep. out in six shots or yep. you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better get it get it done in that job. Yeah. Uh, and they rarely misfire because shit, they, they, it doesn't eject. So none of the powder goes everywhere else like like a regular semi-automatic does. When you brought this gun up, the only thing I could think about, the only thing I thought about was like when going to Gatlinburg and those old cap guns where you had oh, to put man. the little red thing in there and then pow, 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 pow. Man, those were fucking awesome. And then you would take the, lose the gun probably or break oh, it yeah. or something. And then you just hit hit them up with a rock and just pow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, we need to get some more of those for our kids. I don't know if Ava's ever experienced those. We need to do it again. Uh, they don't make cap guns no more. Those oh. are not politically correct. Anything? God damn it. We need to go to another country where they are. <laughs> if it ain't in the U.S., it's probably nowhere. But this gun was the weapon in the early 1900s to have. Uh, the Navy was using it. The Army was using it. And then whenever they got the snub nose, which I don't know if people know what a snub nose is. A snub nose is when... Picture a Western, like, pew-pew gun, and then... Pew-pew. Pew-pew. Chop off the barrel by half. Probably a little bit more than half. And there you go, snub nose. Yep. Hmm. So just a regular sh- revolver and you just shorten it up. Yeah. Yep. I can go for That's shotgun. I can go for revolver. I don't think it works for rifles, though, does it? 
like rifle no, rifle the whole point is accuracy for long range yeah. uh, you'd probably shoot the dirt yeah but everybody in the army and navy was using this gun and later in the 1920s to the mid 1970s it was used by every almost every single police officer and fbi agent in the whole country so it's very accurate it's very uh versatile you know how when we shoot guns that has a certain grain in the ammo that you can use mm-hmm. normally it has to be about 20 ish grain of of whatever you can fire right well the 38 ammo can shoot from 90 grain up all the way to 200 grain damn yeah that's 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 a big big difference in if you have a semi-automatic weapon, you need about 20, 20 grain to shoot. Otherwise, it'll misfire. It'll get stuck. It'll explode. We don't know what'll happen. Have you ever shot a thirty-eight? Yes. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Pola, my Polar father-in-law, has one, if not, because it's, it's different. It's, mm-hmm. it's a different game. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I like it. Yeah. I feel like after I get my new Beretta, I'm going to get one of these, too. But, uh, yeah, you have catastrophic uh, consequences if you if if it's if the grain is different than, than any other gun. So you can also, with this one, it's a 38 round. You can also put a 357 Magnum round in this also. Oh, wow. And apparently, it shoots way better than the 38 oh, that's wow. in there. So I think this gun is real popular, mainly because it's... It took out well. It took out two main people, and then it almost took out a former U.S. president. What do you mean, main people? Who did it take out? So it took out the Beatles singer. Was it a singer? John Lennon. John Lennon. Oh my God! He got killed by he thirty eight. He got killed by thirty eight special. That's fucked up. And then if you LGBTQ, there's a guy named Harvey Milk. Who is Harvey Milk? Was he a guy or a girl? Or he was a guy. Was he? he was a. He was one of the first like openly gay politicians. To run for office in San Francisco. Mm. Why they huh. fucking? Why you? Uh, why you shoot? Was he like the gay MLK? Yeah, pretty much. So okay. MLK. 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 <laughs> they had to shoot him with a fucking old school racist rifle. Yep. Or a racist pistol. Racist pistol. Yeah. But these things are I mean, real easy. That was to a good one though. MLK. Goddamn. <laughs> We're going to get shut down right now. Apple's kicking us off for fucking sure. Apple's kicking us off. Everybody else will be fine. We'll, we might be able to put some shit on Rumble. Yeah, let's do that. Apple's fucking us up right now. Oh, no, you shouldn't have said mm-hmm. that. You're fucked, buddy. But then uh, the U.S. president that almost got taken out? Who? Ronald Reagan. Oh, oh damn. They, say almost, they almost messed him up. He got shot in the stomach, but apparently it didn't do too much damage. And You can't stop the devil. You can't stop the devil. <laughs> I mean, you remember his name, first, middle, and last, all had six letters in it. 666. Six, six. Yeah. He, he was a motherfucker, devil. wasn't he? I mean, all of them are. There ain't a one of them who ain't, but goddamn. Well, I think yeah, they, they there was worse like ones than others. I don't think the Grizzlies didn't like him because of his wife. Because she was like, just say no to drugs. Just say no. While drugs were running rampant in Grizzly communities. Right. Well, they were the ones pumping them in. Oh, we're going to leave that to another yep, topic. Yep, yep. Leave that to another time. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> but uh, weird facts about um, 38 Special is that there's a band named 38 Special. Named oh. after. Yeah. They have good music? They have, uh, I think you guys will know the songs. It's uh, Caught Up In You. Nope. It's mm. a bullet. Bullet Caught Up In You. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, yeah. They're <laughs> keeping with the trend. If you hear it, you'll know what it is. Because it's, it's been played. Um, a lot. There's another one too, but I, I forget the name of it. I, I, I I'm sure it has something to do down. with super deep inside you, or <laughs> something like that, puncturing then, uh, your spleen. 
this was in also like this one and the Beretta could go hand in hand with the most movie and TV oh my God. appearances. We're going back and forth. No, <laughs> so we're gonna we gonna do a little bit, bro, because I, I don't want to put that much because of how, yes. how much the last one was. Oh, was shit, let's lot go for the thirty. I'm special. fucking ready. I'm yeah. super excited. Okay, <laughs> you go. You go. I go. go. Okay, so it's the first Walking Tall. They were in Bullet Train. Uh, Foxy Brown. Nobody. Scarface. The Irishman. Terminator. The Nice Guys. Police Story. The Last Witch Hunter. Big Trouble in Little China. Transcendence. Beverly Hills Cop. Iron Sky. Lethal Weapon. Nine Dead. Mississippi Burning. It was a good movie. Honey. It was. <laughs> Pride and Glory. And a lot more, guys. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Scary Movie 4, The Departed, <laughs> Four Brothers, Revolver, The Lost City, The Business. You know what's crazy is I don't remember a lot of the movies that it was in, but when I remember that gun when you sent me that picture of that, that snub nose thirty eight, mm-hmm. all I can think about was T.I.'s Hustle Gang, their first album. Bro, I'm pretty sure T.I. said in multiple verses that he had a snub nose thirty eight, yeah, and that's all yeah, I can think about. Yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. I'm a huge T.I. fan. Shout out. Shout out. Thank you, Grizzly, for that uh, beautiful, you know, informational. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's go ahead. <coughs> Thank you, Grizzly, for that information on the Darwin's Game for the anime fans and the 38 special for you gun lovers out there. All right, now, boppers, it's time for you to get educated with Professor Poland. School's in session. Time to learn, motherfuckers. Alright, motherfuckers. I'm about to educate you on... That might have been a little fucking loud. Fuck your speakers. Get new ones if you don't like it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Literally, all of it... I'm assuming all of us are probably of similar age... He was all of our childhoods in a nutshell, movie-wise. He was in all of the important shit. He was everywhere. Arnold was a icon. He was the action hero. He was. He was the he was the Rock before the Rock came around, and he did it through bodybuilding, not wrestling or whatever venue you went through. So I'm going to give you some just general details on Arnold himself. I read Arnold's uh, book. A couple of years ago, and uh, I'm telling you, I'm a huge Arnold fan, so this was a good one for me. But I wanted to give you guys, I have a bunch of information, but I wanted to give you some things that maybe I thought you did not know. Uh, some of these you probably will, but I want to segue into other things. So Arnold Schwarzenegger was born in Thal, Austria, July 30th, 1947. So he is not Australian. He's not German. He's, he's from Austria. The reason I bring that up is in the bodybuilding community, he was known as the Austrian Oak. He transitioned and completely revolutionized the bodybuilding world. He put it into an atmosphere of just, I mean, it, it wouldn't be where it is today if it was not for him. Uh, granted, if you look at today's bodybuilders, they look completely different. But Arnold looked the way current bodybuilders do to him as he did to what bodybuilders were at his time of coming up. I mean, at 16 years old, he was blowing competitions out of the water in his country and in Germany. I say that for he won six Mr. Olympia titles in a row. Not one, not two. If we're going off the LeBron, Miami Heat shit, not three. He won six 
in a row and then retired. He didn't lose. He retired. He was done. He had gotten his fill in the bodybuilding world. He won 19 total body comp- bodybuilding competitions. He now, if you if you pay attention to bodybuilding world, he has the second most pre- prestigious competition in the world. Number one is still Mr. Olympia, which he won six of. The Arnold Classic, which is held in Columbus, Ohio, is the second most prestigious bodybuilding competition in the world. It's also where most of your powerlifting world records get broken. Uh, the Mountain from Game of Thrones broke the deadlifting world record at the Arnold Classic. Uh, multiple different CrossFit events go on. He has transitioned it from being just a bodybuilding competition to where everybody's there. They're doing even like sports combines, 40-yard dashes, vertical jumps. They're they're transitioning and trying to get it to be the pinnacle of sports in general. Not only bodybuilding, but the Arnold Classic is amazing. It's very difficult to get into, but it's the second most prestigious. I don't see within the next 10 years it not being maybe the number one. If he can go global, global is the only difference. Olympia has global. You can do you have glo- you have Olympia America, you have Olympia Austria or Australia, you have Olympia Europe, you have different versions of olympia so uh, that one's but to get to the pinnacle of bodybuilding you're going to get on a cover of a magazine and a lot of sponsorships if you win arnold's show you'll probably get more than anything other than the number one olympia which is the american olympia um let's go into some other facts for arnold uh, which will blow your mind he was the governor of california which we were young so we didn't realize what was going on he was the governor of california from 2003 to 2011. That's a long fucking span for somebody who came from Austria, became a bodybuilder, and then went into acting, and then became a governor. I mean, he that, that transition is, is wild. But some of the things that will tell you uh, why he was so successful and the things that he did. So when he came to America, uh, he and a buddy, Franco Colombo, which if you've ever seen Arnold Pumping Iron, if you haven't, you need to watch it. Franco Colombo was his bodybuilding buddy. He was a sparring partner, his, his, his spotter. They worked out together. They lived together. They started a brick-laying company in California when they moved there. Coincidentally, right around the time they started this company, one of the most devastating earthquakes in L.A. history hit. So you know who needs some work done? People who have brick. So they became multi-millionaires just off of that business. So... Franco, I'm not sure what he did with his money. It's not in the Arnold book. It's not. He, he's a pretty private person. But Arnold took that money, and he used his money from bodybuilding as well as the bricklaying uh, to invest in property in California. And he killed it. Maybe he's a genius. Maybe he just got lucky. But he was going from buying four-unit buildings to in transitioning those into buying 36-unit apartment buildings on the Venice boardwalk. He was buying property where the Denver airport wanted to put runway. He had so much investment property that he was a millionaire ever before touching any acting whatsoever. He had money, which was what, in my opinion, as a bodybuilding fan, helped him become as great as he is. When you have the money and the time and the freedom, but at the same time, people who are Arnold fans will argue, he was while he was bodybuilding and winning his six Olympias, he was going to school full-time, working his full-time bricklaying company, and working out all at the same time, and heard, taking acting classes. I heard that he had so much money that he didn't even want to like 
Like like everybody else does whenever they come into acting, they don't, they don't want to be a, a a little extra. Right. They he wanted he wanted to be the lead man starting yep. off. He's like I already have the money to do this, so I, I don't even want. He any had of that attention. fuck you money to where it was like, hey, piss off! I'm not being an extra. I want to be the star. So going into that, Zay, uh, his first film was Hercules in New York in 1970. I'm pretty sure no one fucking listening has watched it. It's old as fuck. It's not a good for the time. It's okay, but it's not a good movie. It's it's pretty rough. Also, listen, this was in his late thirties. Uh, at that time, nineteen seventy, he was born in forty three, forty seven. Oh, forty seven. Okay. So he's in his late twenties. He's he's fine. I mean, he's still young, but he's he's older. But from that point. He went on to be in 30-plus movies, notable movies. I'm not talking about some bullshit. I'm not talking about, hey, he's in some dumbass Disney or Redbox movie. I'm talking about, let's go through some of them. Conan the Barbarian, the series, including the Red Sonja. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great movies, right? The Red Sonja series. The Terminator series. Yeah. 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 Commando. Yeah. Yeah. Predator. Yeah. Running Man, today's movie. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. Total Recall. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. True Lies. Yeah. Eraser. Yeah. Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Batman and Robin. Yeah. Collateral Damage. Yeah. And the Expendable series. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. He was fucking killing it. Now, if you think about some of those movies, some of those movies came out a little later on. From when he came to the U.S., he was not a U.S. citizen for most of his movie career. He did not become a U.S. citizen until 1983. So he had already won his six Mr. Olympia titles. He was done with that. He was getting into some of these earlier movies like we're talking about. He got into those movies. And then Arnold, being the motherfucking stud he was, marries Maria Shriver. Mm. Bad bitch, right? Maria Shriver was Mm -hmm. bad at the time. Mm -hmm. She was a U.S. reporter she was nice. He married her in 1986. From that point, they went on to have five kids. Oh. Two girls, two boys that were Maria's. So if you add those numbers up, that only equals to four. <laughs> Arnold had five motherfucking kids. So, Mr. Arnold, one random day, decided Miss Sh- <laughs> Shriver wasn't enough. And he locked his motherfucking acting bodybuilding eyes onto Mildred, <laughs> their housekeeper. <laughs> I repeat that, Mildred. I've never seen an attractive Mildred. Was she fine? We don't know. <laughs> I picture her as looking like the the person from Family Guy, the 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 housekeeper who's like, I clean, I clean. Oh, not Consuela. Yeah, Consuela. Consuela. I picture that. So they had the two girls and the two boys. The housekeeper, Mildred, had his fifth child, which led to his divorce in 2011 after 25 years of marriage. The kid, Joseph, was kept a secret for almost eight years. He was about seven to eight years old when that that came out and that blew up. That's what pretty much led him to get out of office as well. I mean, he was, that that shuts you down. Wasn't she like a granddaughter of like a the Kennedys or yeah, something like she is, she's oh, yeah. related to the Kennedys, for yeah. sure. Okay. So but she had yeah, money, money. He fucked up, yeah. what you're saying. I mean, he's he's very famous. Yeah, Mildred is uh, a dumpster fire. I mean, she's okay. Uh, probably that Hispanic side that really 
attracted him to this. She was vacuuming, shaking that ass around, listening to some fucking Rodrigo or some shit. Or just getting it on, and he was like, God damn it. But that's what happened. So, from there, some facts about Arnold, but I do want to give you this last fact. Arnold himself, in all those great movies, and all of his fucking great acting career, he was and has uh, received 31 award wins, 37 nominations, some of which include nothing that fucking matters. He hasn't won a single award that fucking matters. He's won a bunch of Razzies and nonsense awards, Teen Choice Awards. He hasn't won a single. And Razzies are for, like, the worst movies. Yes. He has not won a single legitimate movie award ever for anything. Yet you will always remember him. <laughs> Do it. Let me hear everybody say. <laughs> and that's it for fucking Arnold. Wow. Absolutely amazing. There are some actors who have won, you know, global nominations for Emmys and Oscars and whatnot. And, Never heard of them. Yeah, and we don't even know about them. But we will always remember Arnold. Everyone remembers Arnold. He's a U.S. history fucking... I mean, you put him in the fucking... In schools. He needs to be in books. <laughs> Everyone doesn't even know who Arnold is. Like, hey, he, he killed the first aliens that came to Earth. <laughs> put that shit in there. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. And speaking of let's go, let's go on with our movie review. But before we do, we always enjoy our movie review with a nice adult beverage. And this month's beverage is, Grizzly? It's a Kraken. The Kraken Black Spice Rum. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it is owned by Proximo Spirits, a private alcohol beverage import company based in Jersey City, New Jersey. The Kraken band was, or brand was established in March 2009. Proximo Spirits also owns and operates the Jose Cuervo Tequila brand. The Kraken Black Spice Rum is a Caribbean Black Spice Rum. It is distilled in Trinidad and Tobago and blended with 13 secret spices. The rum is aged between one and two years. It is notes of vanilla, warm ginger, and cinnamon with accents of clove, Mm. nutmeg, coffee, sweet toffee. And golden syrup. My super refined palate tastes all of those. It has a powerful caramel and molasses nose with a just a hint of spice. That's it for the cracker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good. It's pretty good. I, yeah. I take back what I said. Or you can cut this out, Brandon. But I take back what I said originally about the, the, the liquor. I, I thought you were talking about the cannonball one. What's the one in the cannonball? The oh, rum. That's gross. I fucking hate that one. The one that comes in that fucking cannonball. Dude, I yeah. fucking can't stand that bullshit. I, don't know what I that thought is. that's what it was. I don't know. My bad. But do it in a Scottish accent. The Kraken. Well, the Kraken no, you do it. has been in movies and TV shows. Oh, like nice. That. Yeah. Like How I Met Your Mother, Ooh. Jane, The Marksman, Happily, The Ranch, and The Boys. Amazon's The Boys. Oh, the okay. Boys is the shit, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, my damn V. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into starting to our review of The Running Man. In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice. Hard time or prime time. Sensational. Perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play The Running Man. On your mark. I'll be back. 
highest rated TV show in history. Guess they want us to stay. It's a game between life and death. Give you a lift. Schwarzenegger is the running man. He's playing for a prize. The prize is his life. How about the life? The running man. All right, let's get into our review of The Running Man. Where to watch? You can watch this movie on Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, and MGM Plus, or buy it on Blu-ray and DVD, or just buy it on digital, you know, from wherever you want to. It was directed by Paul Michael Glacier, who also did Band of the Hand, The Cutting Edge, The Air Up There, and Kazam. Uh, Kazam. Kazam was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one with Shaq? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if That's I would say that Shazam, was a good one. No, Shazam. No, Shazam is the DC superhero. Kazam is Shaq. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, what? This movie is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Maria Conchita, Alonzo, Yapet Koto, Richard Dawson, Jesse Ventura, Jim Brown, Erlen Van Lith de Jude, Gus Reinswitz, Professor Tonka. Yes, his name is Professor Tonka. Mick Fleetwood. Hmm. It came out in November 13th, 1987. The other movies that came out in November of 1987 were The Nest, The Last Emperor, Strike Commando, Three Men and a Baby, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Hmm. Eddie Murphy's Raw, Teen Wolf 2, Howling 3, and Deathstalker 2. It made $38.1 million on a $27 million budget. What do you guys think of that? I don't know if that's a lot. That sounds for, bad. For how much like stars they put in here? Mm-hmm. Jesse the Body Ventura with uh, yeah, but at that time that's a lot of fun. Oh money. yeah, you kidding me? In that's 1980, a lot of money. Nineteen eighty-seven yeah. to make three, uh, two, two point 38, something million dollars. Thirty-eight point one million. What was their their budget was twenty-one, twenty-seven. Oh no, yes, million. you almost made you know you made over ten million dollars. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, that's good money, dude. Oh, at that goodness. time, you could have bought all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Compared to like, Friday, that'd be like a hundred million dollars right now. Compared to like Friday or or movies that's like here today. Are you go fuck yourself. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying like like Friday was what like four five hundred thousand dollars. What was that? And they made how much money? Yeah, but how good of a movie was that? I mean, I think the biggest budget to gain ever. I think about. Um, Paranormal activity. Paranormal activity, yeah. 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 Cameras. It ain't about the it's it's about what what's required to go in. I mean, Friday ain't a whole lot. You know, you just go into a random neighborhood and put some people on porches. You don't need a whole lot. Big worm baby with that motherfucking ice cream truck. <laughs> let's go ahead and get to the plot and let's start this bad boy up. Let's go. The year is two thousand seventeen. The world economy has collapsed. The United States has sealed off its borders and has become a military-controlled police state, which controls TV, movies, art, books, communication, and censorship. Oh, so we turn it into China. In the police state, America has become 
criminals have a choice. They can serve their sentence in prison or they can take part in The Running Man, a government-owned violent game show where contestants running for freedom are pursued by stalkers, wrestler-like bounty hunters. The Running Man is the top-rated show on network TV and Damon Killian, the creator and host, is the most popular entertainer in the U.S. But one man has yet to play. Former L.A. police officer Ben Richards, framed for the massacre of innocent people, when disobeyed orders is recaptured after escaping from prison, Ben is forced to appear on The Running Man, joined by resistant fighters William Laughlin and Harold Weiss and Amber Mendez, a network employee who Richards took hostage, are chased by the stalkers as they search for the secret base of the resistance, as they bid to broadcast the truth about the government and prove Ben's innocence. We open up uh, to the movie title with a prologue laying out how this world works. And it says, by 2017, the world economy has collapsed, pretty much like the plot. Food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. A police state divided into paramilitary zones rules with an iron hand. Television is controlled by the state, and his sadistic game show called The Running Man has become the most popular program in history. All art, music, and communications are censored. No dissent is tolerated, and yet, a small resistance movement has managed to survive underground when high-tech gladiators are not enough to suppress the people's yearning for freedom. More direct methods become necessary. I feel like they missed it by a couple years. Yep. I feel like by 2025, we might be pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) Might be pretty close to the same fucking thing. Well, we end up seeing uh, Arnold, our boy over here, uh, piloting a helicopter full of police. And he gets the order to eliminate some protesters that are unarmed. And uh, he decides to refuse and is detained for disobeying the orders. This movie reminds me that... Whenever people are in helicopters and stuff, you can automatically tell that there's a green screen in the back of it whenever they're flying. Well, not even that. It's just that you're going off of a dystopian type uh, atmosphere that they've given you. And all in the background of this helicopter while they're flying over L.A. or wherever they are, the city looks like it's fucking flourishing. There's no fires. There's no – everything's lit up. Traffic's everywhere. Everybody's doing fine. You're doing a great job. So where the fuck is the poverty and shit at? Where is the dystopian oasis that they're trying to trying to pilot? Uh, it's on the screen whenever they were looking at it. The, like the Nintendo. Graphics. Yeah, but all those people were in the middle of it. Looked like Time fucking Square, right? I mean, it would look like Times Square. I mean, they were protesting something, so something's not going right. Uh, they give Arnold the order to go ahead and open fire on these peaceful protesters, and he's like, "What? I'm not. I'm not going to do that to innocent people." And then they immediately called to the second pilot and say, hey, we need you to go ahead and detain old Ben Richards here. Take him out. And shoot them people up. And so that's when uh, Arnold refuses and he starts to, you know, fight back against his, his fellow police member. He, what does he say, though? What does he say? <laughs> he, he does let out a <laughs> and starts punching these police officers. Uh, but the numbers end up getting the better of him. And one of the police tells him, uh, we'll see you in hell, and knocks him out with the butt of a shotgun. Yep. Takes uh, him out. After that, uh, we see uh, some kind of prison camp uh, with workers using a lot of metal. I guess some kind of metal 
Whoa. Looks like they're building skyscrapers or something. They're, they're carrying eye bars around and shit. It's like, I don't know what's going yeah, on. I ben, don't know. Ben's carrying one of the biggest steel beams I've ever seen. Looking swollen as a motherfucker, and ain't he? Not struggling. <laughs> <laughs> He's just surveying the camp with no effort. He's just got this thing on his shoulder. Here's another question, though, from the beginning of this thing. The guy who knocked him out with the butt of the shotgun. He had a fucking whole sleeve of shotgun shells. What's your plan with those when you're in a helicopter? Are y'all landing and you're going to murder some people? What are you to. doing from the helicopter with a shotgun? I mean, with the orders that they were given, I don't True. Doubt. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe doubt. they were planning on landing and fucking some people up, but it didn't make sense. But well, we see in this perimeter, uh, prison camp that there is a perimeter that is active so that the prisoners don't escape. We don't know what actually it does, but it, it, it we know that they're not allowed to go past it. So there's not any, hmm. like... You know, um, traditional walls or, or barbed wire or anything. It looks like, like that. solar panels or something. It's it's confusing. It makes you wonder what's going on. Yeah, and all the prisoners are wearing these collars uh, that do something. You know, maybe shock them. You know, we we really don't know just yet. But Arnold has a friend named Weiss, and he's he's this uh, this nerd. Uh, but he's seen looking at the deactivation code as one of the guards is is typing it in. And that leaves the question, like, why are the guards using these computers in the sight of all these prisoners? Yeah. The, uh, the other question is, why are all why is everybody who works for the government wearing masks and everybody else is just breathing in the air? Is there some kind of toxicity for whatever oh, they're mining for? Oh, or, probably, probably. Yeah, I mean, everybody else who works for the government is wearing a mask, and they're like, fuck all these other yeah, people. Everybody's got to have uh, great oxygen mm. to, to be in this area. Mm, I guess so. But Ben oh. starts a riot. Uh, and when the guards come to stop the fight, the prisoner turn on them. It was a planned thing from the prisoners to turn on the guards. Uh, ben finds a cop that's uh, shooting from the railing at the other prisoners, and he grabs him and says, uh, "Let me give you a lift." Let me give you a lift. Oh God! That's damn. the first one, guys. That's the oh, first that's one. the first one. He, Son of a bitch! He throws him to the ground after that. <laughs> damn it, Arnold! There's so many more. Uh. <laughs> he tosses. He doesn't throw him. He pitches him like a fucking softball. Yeah, and he throws him like it's nothing. <laughs> oh, ben regroups with his friends uh, Laughlin and says, uh, "You are one hell of an actor." Uh, Lawson says, "Who was acting?" And Ben replies with a, "You're still alive, aren't you?" Because <laughs> they had to fake a fight to start yeah. this riot. Yep. So you know, Ben's like, "Yeah, you're still I alive." I could have killed you. Yeah. Yeah. I would have ripped your head off if I wanted God, to. Yes. <laughs> well. Um, you know, Ben's friend Weiss is then seen hacking the uh, system to the perimeter to make sure that the people can escape when they need to. Uh, but And we also find out what happens when the callers uh, go past that perimeter. Because one prisoner gets uh, a little too excited and decides, yeah, decides he's going to run off without the... I don't know if they didn't... Maybe they just discussed the plan with them three. And they just told the rest of them, we're going to start a riot and we're going to escape. Just trust us. And you can't of, tell too many people because then shit starts to get out. Somebody's yeah, gonna snitch yeah. on you. So I guess one of the one of the guys didn't know the full plan, and he was like, "Okay, mm-hmm. just trust him. Fuck that. I don't want to trust him. I'm out of here." So he decides to run across the barrier without uh, Ben or Weiss or Laughlin telling him to go to do so. And those collars have little bombs in them. Yeah, it has those red and green lights, yeah. and it, it looks like in the in the movie when you're watching a half of them or not even half of them. There's one left that doesn't go green. But majority of them go green, so it seems like that guy doesn't understand the concept, and he runs out there, like you said, and that last one needed to be green before he crossed a certain point, and then 
boom. Kaboom. Yep. His head exploded. If it was like a slight chance that, hey, maybe my head will get blown off if I go this. Anything anybody says while I'm running, I'm listening to. I think what he was thinking in his head, if you're being honest with the movie and you're thinking about it, he was thinking, I'm either fucking escaping or I'm dying. I'm not coming back to where the fuck I was. I'm not doing this again. He almost seemed suicidal to where he was like, hey, either I'm going to be free or I'm, I'm fucking dying. I'm not doing this anymore. Well, this reminded me of uh, the Suicide Squad where Amanda Waller would actually uh, implant explosives yep. into yep. the Suicide Squad members' heads in case they disobeyed. Once the perimeter is deactivated, the prisoners run to freedom. I wouldn't know if I would feel super confident that that was going to solve the, I would let somebody else go first, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, how do you know? For what if that sure. was just a plan? They were just like, oh, let's watch them fucking just run out and think that this is done. That could be schedule one. You got you got three more levels. That's true. Uh, next, we see a view of Los Angeles, which is dark and full of skyscrapers and patrol helicopters. We also see a huge billboard TV with the game show The Running Man. It's April O'Neil. That's, no, that's April that's O'Neill a, uh, from TMT. That's a news report. Yeah, that's right. April O'Neill. Yeah, that's April O'Neill. From uh, the 80s? Yeah. From, from the, the Ninja Turtles? Yep, 100%. <laughs> Just want to call that out. Let's go. Nice. Uh, Laughlin, Weiss, and uh, Richards are all walking through this. I don't know. It's like a tent city, man. Like a homeless tent city that they've built up. Current in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Current L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, all that shit. Yeah, you're, we you're right. See, we see a preview of uh, the running man on, on the one of these huge, like, billboard tvs and the weird thing is it's showing scenes from the episode that ben richard is in Mm -hmm. so how can they show future content that hasn't even happened yet yeah they fucked up on this one it is showing (laughs) they were like hey we don't have fucking time for this bullshit we're just gonna we're gonna cut this in yeah, in one scene you actually see uh laughlin being dragged by buzzsaw and we, it hasn't happened yet. It's a terrible. <laughs> yeah, you see uh, Arnold moving out of the way with the girl because yeah. uh, the car jumped. I do want to point out with the Arnold facts while we're in here that when he goes in and he puts on normal clothes, he does put on a World's Gym hoodie, which is iconic to the gym he was going to at the time. He was trying to advertise hmm. for him. Right about that. Which was in Venice Beach, California. Hmm. Well, Laughlin uh, meets up with the Underground Resistance and has his collar removed. Uh, but the guy doesn't want to remove Ben's collar because he thinks he's a cop. Uh, but they find because they find out that he's the they named they named him the butcher of Bakersfield because he killed all they think he killed all those innocent people. And uh, Ben's like, uh, give me a break, and he tells him to shut up. Like he's like super confident this guy needs to remove his collar. <laughs> like this guy's is all you got, you know. You, I wouldn't recommend talking shit to him. Well, dude, he's smoking a fucking cigar like he is King Dick already. I mean, he is way too fucking confident for this situation. Like you said, that collar, one wrong move, and you're fucking done. Your head is spaghetti. Spaghetti. And he's like, no, I'm going to smoke a cigar and talk some shit to the dude who needs to remove it. (laughs) The fuck out of here. That's nonsense. Arnold, he don't give a fuck, though. He's already beat the Predator. He's got a lifelong lesson ready for him. He's had nothing worth losing your head over, and he lights a cigar. What a fucking cunt. Yeah, he's super super confident (laughs) that this guy needs him. Uh, but the next day, the guys separate, and uh, Ben is planning on to go see his brother. Uh, he says, I'll see you guys at the 10-year prison reunion. No, do it in his voice. I'll see you guys at the 10-year prison reunion. Yeah, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This horrible construction. He's still wearing a fucking World's Gym hoodie. Mm. Cut like a fucking bodybuilder. He's mm. giant. God damn yeah. it. What are you doing? 
So he jumps on a uh, truck that leads him to the city so he can go find his brother and the two guys, I guess, uh, I guess they're going off to do their own thing. Bro, but let's talk about the construction hat he has. Oh, man. Bro, who the fuck has ever seen a fucking construction safety hat That's in small. the fucking manner that Arnold is wearing his? <laughs> it is the most stylish, dumb shit fucking construction hat in the world. Maybe it's the one they have in Austria. No, he brought it from home. I don't fucking know, but dude, are you fucking kidding me? That construction hat is stupid as shit. Yeah. That is not the typical. Everybody else has different hats on. He's the only one with that dumb fucking construction hat. Well, we end up seeing a red limousine, nice and fancy, pull up to a skyscraper, uh, and it's the host of the running man. That car looks like a stretch. Uh, Damon Killian. <laughs> Like so, a stretch Mercedes or some no, shit, but they didn't want to pay for the logos and shit. A stretch DeLorean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all these people are cheering him on like he is the fucking... It almost seems like Hunger Game-ish. Do you get that vibe? Yeah, you ever, yeah. Do you ever watch the Hunger Games? Yeah. You get that yeah. vibe of like where it's just like... I feel like the movie has promoted it as being dystopian, but the images that they promote are not. But they've they've kept that going. Well, except for the, the camp. The, the camp was, but the city view when they were in the helicopter, that city was fine. There was no issues there. Yeah, that city was dope. Well, it's uh, Richard Dawson who's playing Damon Killian, who's the host of the world's most popular <laughs> TV show. <laughs> so you know this guy's like the superstar. He's an mm-hmm. asshole. He's Jay Leno. Yeah, he acts. But Jay like, Leno's not an asshole. He acts like that. he's this nice, like caring guy. Like on TV, mm-hmm. but then behind his back, and like behind his back, yeah, yeah he, the, he ran into the yeah. janitor. He ran, mm-hmm. he ran, and accidentally bumped into the janitor, and uh, while he's mopping the floor, you know, he's like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine, don't worry about it." And he gets into the elevator, and he's like, uh, "If that guy's mopping the the floor tomorrow, uh, you'll be doing it the rest of the week." Talking to his secretary. Bro, and I feel like that pissed me off internally because we worked for a lot of big companies and, and, and different places. And I feel like those are a lot of those same people where they're just two-faced. Man, just treat everybody the fucking same. Who gives a shit? I don't give a fuck if he's mopping the floors or if he's fucking doing my reports or whatever, you know, whatever they're doing. Well, that gave us the first indication that this... Uh Damon Killian dude is, is he ain't a good yeah, guy not a good you guy know, if everybody's praising him at first and they're like okay cool this this guy's alright everybody likes him but then yeah when he's a got, cunt the movie audience automatically knows that this dude yeah but uh, Ben Richards he ends up making this to his brother's apartment and he enters uh, I guess the security code that he had known you know all his weird life. you're right I guess they didn't change it uh, because he got into the apartment and finds uh, things are a little bit different than he remembers. He's wearing that fucking Dora the Explorer fucking safety cap. <laughs> Dude, that hat is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It ain't protecting shit, bro. And then we flip back to uh, Damon Killian, who is uh, checking on his workers and uh, showing us that he's a real dick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A real cunt. But then that next scene, you see some, some nice legs walking to the apartment. That's right. Amber Mendez is introduced. Uh, it's a lady that enters the apartment, turns on everything by voice. You know, the lights, the coffee. Uh, and then she uh, starts to work out, and uh, she's watching a commercial for Captain Freedom's Captain workout. Freedom. Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, and we're seeing a warning on the TV about uh, Ben Richards, an escape prisoner. He ends up surprising her as she works out. Yeah, but what are we giving her on... Uh... We're looking at her. We're watching her work out. I'm giving her a good, like, 7 out of 10. Wow. She bad. 
She's a good. She's a good she actor. She's good. Yeah, she's a uh, Hispanic chick, Amber Mendez. She's lacking in some of the areas that we would probably prefer, but she is fit. Hey, she the is. 80s. Yeah, she's she's fit. And there yeah. comes this cunt. And so uh, Ben surprises her that she's doing sit-ups on this workout bench. And he asks about his brother, but she doesn't know who he is. Where did Arnold get the white boxers and the white wife beater? Where, where do they come from? They're clean as fuck. They're brand new. He looks like he just came out of that real slim shady machine. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, this is a futuristic world, so maybe they got washing machines that'll wash your stuff in 10 minutes. You know? Maybe. And just, wash and dry. Yeah, get it going. Just like all 2017 machines, you know, you can do it everything in 10 minutes. Well, she starts to uh, try to escape, starts screaming and yelling in Spanish, and uh, Arnold ends up catching her. Yeah, Arnold gives her that. Ow, ow. Yeah, he, he lets her know that, you know, hey, I'm only going to be here for a short time. I just need to use this, 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 and get out of here. But she just, I don't know. She doesn't believe him, so she keeps still trying to escape and all kind of crap and cause a big scene, draw too much attention to him. If you were in this scenario, how would how do you think you would play it? I mean, if we're being honest. If this big, sexy Austrian man broke into my the house. The Austrian oak. <laughs> the Austrian oak with a button on his boxers. Who the fuck has boxers nowadays with a button on them bitches? I used to have some back in the day. You, I said, who nowadays <laughs> has boxers with a button on them bitches? Boy, the Austrian Oak's about to pop through that some bitch, and she's trying to fight it. She is, but she knows what she wants. Well, the next thing we see, uh, Damon going through a bunch of mug shots uh, to try to get some contestants for his next show. And one of them is an actual baby. Uh, one of the mug shots is. I didn't stop I saw it that, yeah. enough to see if there was a reason why this actual baby was at a mug <laughs> shot. But there was a baby that had a mug shot. Trying to be realistic. 2017. Yeah, but Damon has showed a uh, video of Ben. And uh, he wants him on the show. You know, he sees him and he's like, this is a stud. I want him on the show. He's got to be on the show. He's the, the butcher of Bakersfield. When they saw him running, he's muscular. He's a good-looking dude. He's, he's clean-cut. You know, that's, that fits well. And they warn him that they we've never had military prisoners on the show. Mm-hmm. So he decides of a plan to get a hold of him. He said he would get 10 points for his biceps alone. And that's... That's low. Arnold's biceps should at least get 20. <laughs> that dude has one of the most iconic fucking bicep poses of all time. And then we flip back to Ben in the apartment, and he's tied up Amber on uh, the workout equipment. In lingerie. Nice. Workout bench. <laughs> I mean, that's what she was working out. It is, but yeah, she's like, what the fuck is going on? She is sexy, goddamn, but you ain't got to tie her up in lingerie. Uh-huh. Uh, but he, he starts digging through her stuff, and he finds out that uh, she's got some, I don't know, not so legal stuff around the place she got some some censored uh, tapes that she probably shouldn't have some black market clothing that she shouldn't own and how long has he been in prison though does he does he because should he know that information he's been in prison for a couple of years right so would you know the black market music and clothing i mean i guess if you're in prison that's maybe. all you know yeah, is the black market. yeah i mean <laughs> he seems like a cop still uh, but he does find out that he does need a travel pass because he says he's going to hawaii is it yes mm-hmm. oh yeah and uh she's like you'll never get there without the travel pass and he discovers that she has one he's using a motherfucking atari to book a flight mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not 2017 baby what are we doing <laughs> It's pretty good though. I mean, it's it's decent. And he no, he need, he needs to get out of the country. And she he says that you're going to come with me. And she says, and why would I do that? He says because I say please. And he lifts the workout bench, which is bolted to the ground, out of the ground and up. And after I guess he's displaying this 
The strength. Yeah, the strength. <laughs> She's like, oh, why didn't you say that uh, before? Well, first of all, <coughs> I own a gym. Shots and squats. Shout out. Uh, you would never need to bolt a Bowflex to the fucking ground. Uh, that's the same Bowflex you can get today. It hasn't mm. changed since Man. that time. It may have upgraded a tiny bit, but it's the same fucking thing. You don't need to bolt it to the ground. That's nonsense. They might have some intense workouts that you don't know about. Do I, if he's mm-hmm. doing a workout, it is definitely involved in that lingerie and his Austrian oak. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make it to the airport, and they almost get on the plane, uh, but she sees a cop and decides to make a scene. And They, they first go through the uh, security checkpoint, and he's walking with her as if they're husband and wife. And but he got a back of her neck like she's a damn dog. Yes, he grabbed her back of her neck. But uh, the guy's asking for the the travel pass, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, honey. You, you, where did you put it at?" And so he starts whipping out all this random stuff, making a scene, kind of being kind of goofy. But the cop, the the guards, like, oh, "Just just go on through. Just go on through. We got Bro, a lot of people here." Could you imagine TSA nowadays doing that shit? <laughs> where you're like, "Oh, fuck it, I don't want to deal with these pieces of shit." Yeah, this is a world. Where nine eleven hasn't happened. Yeah, nine eleven never happened. Yeah, hundred percent. No terrorist activity at all. What well, even? Why like why for her? Why would you not make a scene then? That's an easy point. I mean, he could snap her neck like a twig. He he really could, he's but no one knows he's a professional bodybuilder. Well, they make it to the gate, and they're almost to the plane when she does see the cops, and she decides this is my best chance to escape. Uh, she hits him a little bit, and then runs and starts screaming, "Hey!" She stomps on his Reeboks and then punches him in the nuts. And he decides to, his best bet is to make a run for it. Bucket. So he just somehow gets out and runs straight for the runway. Ah. Sprinting across the runway at full speed. Where are you going to go? If you look at the image that is displayed at that time, he literally has to run probably 30 to 35 miles to get to a next building. Why would you go that way? Yeah. What, what the fuck are you doing? Also, think of the time. That they had the information from when he took off to now, and cops are already on his ass. Yeah, if you if you know, it's a good response to you. Yeah, it's yeah. a good response. Yeah, man, bro. well, I've worked on an airport before, and let me tell you, you cross certain lines on a fucking airport, them some bitches are getting your ass. Mm-hmm. They fucking know because we used to paint the lines for a company I worked for, and they will fucking shut you down. And it is the t- most terrifying thing because they go, "Hey, just pay attention." You're going, "It's a fucking airplane. What do you mean, pay attention?" But you cross a certain line, there's three or four trucks full of dudes coming at you, <laughs> trying to figure out what you're doing. It is wild. Well, he does get up getting captured by this uh, net that this guy shoots at him. And the it reminded next, me of Jurassic Park, too. It was. It was. One yeah, of those it was like one of those nets. <laughs> and the next thing he knows, he's being brought in front of uh, Damon, who is the host of The Running Man. And he asks old Ben Richards here to join the show. And at first... He refuses. He's like, no, I'm not going to be one of your puppets. You know, this is. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's not what I do. Uh, Well, he says um, you might want to because uh, your friends are going to be in the show. And he pulls a video of uh, Laughlin and Weiss who have been captured. And he's going to force them to be in the running man show. And so the only way to really protect them and maybe get out alive is to join the show. What's Arnold's response? It's one of the greatest responses of all time. Ah, fuck you! <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, that was his first response before he seen before he seen the. Uh, Damn it! I promised Mandy I wouldn't Lawson. do that. But uh, after he seen his friends on there, he was yeah, he wasn't so much fuck you. He was like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, he's he's down to which just shows you that he's a good dude. Shows you he's a good person. Yeah. 
He's yeah. willing to sacrifice himself to save his friends. I mean, we've seen that yeah, in the beginning he's, when he's, he refused the orders. He's always been a good dude. It's just showing that he continues that trend no matter mm-hmm. what situations are presented to him. Because I feel like some people could change. You might be a good dude in certain scenarios, and then it might shift if certain things are presented to you. And so after he is forced to agree to be on The Running Man, they sit him in like this surgical chair, and they place a tracker inside of him. He's back in the white boxers and the white wife beater. Yeah, and they start monitoring his vitals. Uh, they place his tracker inside him. I guess it also does two things. Monitors his vitals and tracks him wherever he goes. And after that, they end up throwing him in a room where they gas him. Where he is put to sleep mm-hmm. to later be placed in the running man. It kind of reminds me of the scene where he was put into that device in, uh, what's the one where he went to Mars? Total Recall. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Total Recall. I'm, I'm super confused by the injection method, though, because they inject it between his knuckles. Between his I, knuckles, on his arm, his shoulder. Yeah, where, where what the <laughs> fuck is the knuckle injection thing? I understand the arms and I the think shoulders. The but knuckle one was the tracer. Is it a tracker? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. I can see that. I didn't understand where that went. Because if you look at the video, though, when they do it, they keep showing, like, videos of syringes with clear liquids, and then they go into his hand. And you're going, okay, what the fuck is a clear liquid? That's not a tracker. But if you're going into the shoulders with steroids or some kind of amphetamines or something or something to put him to sleep or hype him up at a certain time, that makes sense in the shoulder, but not in the middle of the fucking hand. Mm. I don't know. What What if his hand gets cut off? Well, you ain't gonna you can't track him anymore? Uh, no. I guess. <laughs> it's not going to the bloodstream. After you know? uh, Ben Richards is put to sleep, we end up seeing Amber, and she's in her apartment, safe and sound, after getting out of a shower with a nice little robe towel. Looking sexy and showered. Noise, mate, noise. Uh, she sees a news report where they claim that Ben Richards had killed two people at the airport. Uh, and then she's saying to herself, that's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill anybody. I feel like that news reporter, too, was a little bit before her time, or its time, or his time, or whatever you want to call it, but it's pretty close. I mean, 2023, yeah, it's about right. In the area, L.A., you're good. Yeah. It looks like the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. They're clearly trying to force extra charges on him. Make, make people, oh, yeah. Make people believe that he's actually a bad guy. Well, not even that. It shows you that they have the video capability to make it look like he's doing things that he's not. Bro, but... What type of entertainment is people having in two thousand eight? They did have another commercial for a show called Climbing for Dollars. Climbing for Dollars. And this guy had Rottweilers and Dobermans at the bottom of this yeah. rope while he's climbing to grab these this money. And when he gets to the top, it looks like they, they gassed him. <laughs> he passes out and falls. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's it's chewed like, up by these dolls. It's almost like Joe Rogan's Fear Factor <coughs> did not ever end, and it just kept escalating from there to where they just kept going into weirder and weirder shit. Like, hey, you want to swim in this real small 20-foot pool with this great white? That's true. And then we, the next scene we see, uh, they're telling Ben it's showtime. And the show starts up. Uh, we see a bunch of, uh, what is it, backup dancers? Yeah. Backup. yeah. Prime, like prime. show dancers. Yeah, show dancers. Uh, and this uh, little fun fact, this whole choreographed scene was done by Paula Abdul. Fuck you. That was one of mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Stop talking shit. No, Stop giving facts, you whore. <laughs> you fucking fact stealer. How dare you? Well, I mean, this is just one. Well, you the get the fuck out of here. They're doing these crazy ass dances. Well, another thing is that. Uh, Don't you do another fucking fact. There was a scene where the dancers were showing a little bit of their rear ends. Yeah, I liked it. And the director said that Paula Abdul had a big problem because she, uh, he was, um, I don't know, sexualizing them. And he was like, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like it was like that. I feel like it was just a dancer to attract, 
you know, attention to the show, but I don't know. I'm going to go Sean Strickland on that. No one gives a fuck about dancers unless they're showing something. That's why strip clubs are so popular. We don't give a shit. Well, we see a bunch of the crew members uh, getting the show ready and a bunch of audience members showing up. Everybody's preparing for the Running Man episode. We also see the gladiator type men get out of the limo and fans are going crazy over them. So that shows that this world is so engulfed in this show and they treat those gladiators like they're football stars or yes, basketball stars yes. or whatever athlete, you know, like current. Like they're like the LeBron James. I mean, it's, they are wild as yes. fuck. And there's also people on the outside of the arena uh, watching through the, the billboard screens that mm-hmm. we had seen earlier. Yeah, they're, and they're betting on them. They're all betting on everybody trying to make a little money. Yeah, the we got poor some, people, uh, the rich out there. people, they're all trying to bet. Yeah, and uh, I guess there's this super long intro to the show, kind of like a bunch of animes where they play the full length of a song, mm-hmm. good three, four minutes of a song for an intro. Yeah, but there's a big difference. Anime uh, is cartoon. This is a bunch of grown-ass women shaking yeah, ass and we titties. we got a bunch of live-action women doing the whole choreographed mm-hmm. dance together. And we see Amber and her friend trying to uh, dig out change for a vending machine. Did you did you catch the, the price of the, the soda? How much was it? Six fucking dollars. Jesus. Oh, dang. They're way off on that one. It's half of that, but they're way off. <laughs> but did you also catch that that bitch had a Coelho DeVille fucking cigarette? <laughs> she had a fucking stick that's holding a cigarette. She had well, the L&M alongs on that bitch. As they're digging for the chains, uh, Ben Richards happens to walk by in chains. He takes a look at uh, Amber and Caesar and just glares at her. She got a wet spot. Well, her friend. I think her friend's got a wet spot. They both do. Yeah, her friend was like, uh, "Imagine that guy uh, killing you," and then she's like, "Raping and killing you." Yeah, it was super weird to say that. Yeah, and then that, it was that, weird. Amber realizes that that something's not right. Yeah, uh, because nothing. Because her friend says that like nothing would have stopped him, and he didn't do anything to Amber, so she's realizing, you know, hey, he could have killed me, yep. raped me, done whatever, but. He didn't. He just restrained her so he could do what he needed to do at the time being and then used her for what he But he didn't do anything inappropriate. Mm-hmm. He didn't harm her in any way. Yeah. You can tell he's not a murderer. He's not a killer. Yeah, so that put that thought in her, her head that you know something, something's not right. They're making him seem like an enemy. Uh, but then we go to Damien, uh, Damon, who comes out and starts the show. And while he's doing that, oh, Amber is making her way to a uh, special room backstage. Very weird that she's there. Um, I feel like this guy has no charisma because the only thing he does is raise his hands and say, Whoa. yes. This is Richard Dawson. He was the host of Family Feud. Yeah, he's, I mean, oh, is he is. the one is, that, that kiss people on the mouth yes, all the time? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he be kissing people's wives. <laughs> he's for sure a cunt. I mean, he is for <laughs> sure a capital C cunt. Oh, my God, yeah. In he, real life, in this movie, <laughs> in all aspects of everything. Right. Have you ever watched, like, the 80s Family yeah. Feud? And he introduces to the wives. He will kiss them they on the lips. They went after Bill Cosby, but not him. Yeah. Oh, Bro, what the fuck? He was raping them on TV. This is my wife, Diane. Oh, her lips taste like raspberry. We'll see if they taste the same later. It's my daughter, Brandy. Like, bitch, get out of here. She's 13. Man, the he, fuck out of here. You see they like cheeks like poke out because there's yeah. tongue all up in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he was a fucking piece of shit, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, 
they tell Ben to sign these uh, papers by this appointed specialist, and uh, he tells him to use his back as a, uh, a desk or something. Uh, so after Ben's done signing, he really puts the the period on the end of it by stabbing the pen in the back of the associate's neck. That was awesome. Back. That was he, cool. He just takes off running. <laughs> but, uh, me a copy. But old Damon, uh, you know, he's interacting with the fans, talking to the uh, the, the crowd and the audience. You ready for the show? You, you excited? You know, hey, let's get pumped up. And then he introduces old Ben Richards. Is it weird, though, that he's only interacting in these fan interactions with older women? Like, old, old. Because he don't want to kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> it's because of all his family feud for shit with younger women. Well, probably, but I think that it's... Uh, they're trying to pr- transition it as an older crowd, maybe? Yeah, I think or, they're saying the show's yeah. been on the air for a while, and a lot of people love it. Uh, but they end up showing a video package of old Ben Richards, and it's been modified to show that he willingly destroyed these innocent protesters. Killed them all. They yeah. stopped him. No, they, didn't they stop him? Who stopped him? I thought in the video they stopped him from doing it. No, they was trying to they, stop him. They let him do yeah. it? Okay, yeah, because bad. those people actually did die. They call it like the Bakersfield Massacre or something, and they call him the Butcher of Bakersfield. Right, right. But my he's bad. not my the bad. one who did it. It was the other people who did it, his other police officers. And he never caught him. And they never caught him. Well, they Terrible. did catch him. He was in prison. No, I'm talking about the other people that actually killed him. Other people that was in the helicopter. Oh yeah, those other cops. Yeah, they don't. They don't care. They were just in there enjoying the. Does it make you wonder about that deep fake shit? Like how they deep faked him to where it made it look like he he said things that he didn't say. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those with Gary Busey? Do you think I those are real? No, Gary. No, what Gary about Busey? buttered sausage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, oh my god. I'm sorry. I can't stop watching it. He was like, that's not my jam. I don't do jam. I eat honey. I kiss it on the lips. <laughs> was that real? No, it was not real. I didn't think so, but goddamn, it was so good. <laughs> I wish it was real. That's crazy that uh, whenever they, they, in the next scene, they show him, like, they bring him out. And the dancers, like, hugging him and trying to touch on him. He's like, bro, he can, yeah, he can fuck you up. That was my same thought, too. Like, if he's this, you know, bro, they were all over crazed him. murderer. Yeah. These dancers are feeling way too comfortable. Could around. you imagine dancers and shit like that rubbing up on Michael Myers that way? He would fucking snap all their oh, necks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they would all die. What are you doing? Yeah, he'd most definitely. Yeah, could. I'm with you on that one, Grizzly Panda. Yeah, though he is chained, he would still be able to hurt them. Uh, but nonetheless, nonetheless, he could even bite them, you know? Yeah. But uh, they don't care. Uh, they end up removing him from his prison uniform to reveal this bright yellow running man uniform. Bro, that's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Leave him in the prison uniform. That is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. That was that was the mistake number one for this movie. And Damon shows a video of the past winners who actually won running man. And they're on some tropical island in their uniforms enjoying their victory. Yeah. It's like Survivor. They won. Yeah. They won. They're 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 living high now. They've got millions of dollars. They live in the good life. Those guys do not look like they can do anything, no. let alone survive Running Man. Oh man, I don't they know looked, how they did it, but they, they looked did. weak. Well, they they survived Running Man. They got away from the stalkers. Uh, and Amber is still sneaking around backside backstage in some unauthorized areas. Who let her into these areas? Because I don't know if they ever established what does she do for a living. I'm not sure. I guess but she's some kind of just because she was with him when they called him, they just let her do whatever the fuck she wants in the studio. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure she worked back there doing something. Uh, uh, just a coincidence that she happened to work for the running man. It's perfect time. Oh, you yeah, took my yeah. brother's apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they start loading Ben up into this. 
weird roller coaster cart. They show him, we got two more surprises for you, Ben. And it's his two friends, Harold, I mean, uh, Laughlin and Weiss, who Damon said they wouldn't have to be in the game if he joined. What does he say, though? Son of a bitch. (laughs) Jesus. God, that's one of the greatest Arnold quotes of all time. Well, Amber's still going backstage, and she's digging through a bunch of old video files. And they all have different names on them. Nothing too crazy, but it, it seems like they have covered up a lot of stuff because all those videos files have different names on them, like uh, air control mm-hmm. something. Yep. So, so they've probably planned a bunch of some kind of terrorist attacks or you know just some false flags type stuff. It would look like it seems to be going well for them because nobody suspects a thing. Nope, maybe like U.S. planning to shoot down a plane over Cuba to start the Cuban War. Did that nope. happen? No, yeah. maybe, maybe not. Oh, well, they uh, well they start loading up uh, old Ben on his uh, his journey to the Running Man. Bro, does it not remind you when he you see that little cart that goes around him? Did you not think about when we went to do that mountain coaster? I thought about that oh, and I yeah. was like, dude, that was terrifying at the time. Well, they load him up and they shoot him. But before that, what was his line? I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah, he does give Damon a look before he goes. He's like, any words before you go, Damon? I'll be back. But it, is, it was not even close to the, the best one of all time. That is his, He was practicing. His famous uh, Terminator role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he gave him that, mm. that line there. Yeah. It wasn't as good. What is good? They shoot him through this fast tube inside this roller coaster cart, which is picking up velocity and speed. Man, he is going probably 120 miles an hour through this thing, just shooting through it. It goes on a little too long. Yeah. I think we got the concept that he's going fast through a tube. We get it. Uh, But when they stop, a bunch of people are around to push them in the right direction. Like, they, they stop. They're getting caught by this net that actually stops the coaster. How does it stop it with a net, though? Dude, that thing was fucking coming at 130 miles an hour. That thing was fucking booking. They, they did show a slight little bit of reverse thrusters on the roller coaster itself, the cart itself. So maybe that. Maybe. I mean, you know, that uh, logically that doesn't add up. But I guess 70s, 80s movies, sure, whatever you want. But Amber's looking through those uh, tapes and she sees the Bakerville raw footage. She ends up taking one of those tapes and she's still looking there's one that says Ben Richards and as she does that she is caught by somebody mm. and it surprises her but then we go back to the uh, the coaster there and it's letting out uh, Ben's friends oh Laughlin and Weiss and they're all being taken out of the cart helped out of the cart pushed in a certain way it reminds me of a haunted house like you know how the, mm. the actors will they guide you to yeah, a certain yeah, area guide yep. you in the right direction one lady is called up her name is called up to I guess guess on who's going to kill next or or maybe she's no she's picking the, the stalker she's picking yeah, the next stalker. stalker okay but dude uh, going back to this guy uh, a phenomenal host for a game show I mean if you're playing into not knowing all the bullshit he's going through he's a great show host for sure a great show host he's he's doing it all he's hugging them he's kissing them he's he's making them feel comfortable he's making them excited about it he's doing what he needs to do as a show host and we see uh the bookers on the outside taking bets and money from a whole bunch of people on the poor areas yeah too. who's gonna win who what stalker's gonna kill who's gonna catch who the lady's picking her stalker and she says that she wants sub-zero which really got me pumped 
Yes, until I yes. realized this is not the same universe. It's not. It's not Sub Zero. <laughs> no, this is it. This is not the Mortal Kombat Sub Zero. Oh my God! It is this deep. guy is a huge Asian guy, and he is a hockey. I guess he his profession is hockey because uh, he ice skates and has a hockey stick. Bro, how many hockey Olympic gold medals has any Asian country ever won? <laughs> I just come on, at least make him Canadian or something. Shit. At least make him someone who's actually good at hockey. Goddamn. Like the guy from the Marvel movies. And, uh, oh, yeah. Wong? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does look like Wong. Uh, but as they're releasing Sub-Zero, we see Ben and his friends running through and from these uh, the dirt bikers or motorcyclists. Uh, uh, and then they get pushed into this real dark area. Which I think those guys had to make their own masks. Because some motherfuckers... It's like you cut underwear. It reminded me of from Django when they made those masks for the, the ride. Yeah, I can't say fucking shit. Yeah, it made... <laughs> Don't ask me and mine for nothing. Fuck y'all. That's what it reminded me of. It really did. I mean, those masks were bullshit. They were terrible. As they're running, we do see a billboard of old uh, Damon right there saying it's the number one show. We get cut to an interview with Captain... What's his name? Captain Freedom? Captain yeah, Freedom. Captain Freedom. And it's Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah. Surrounded by a bunch of people who are 100% in better shape and swoller than him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Well, I think you got a good uh, Jesse the Body Ventura voice. Let's go ahead and hear Mr. Voice Actor here. Okay. Uh, well, let me give you let me give you a little bit of Jesse the Body Ventura. That's good. Cool. Okay. Uh-huh. I've been Captain Freedom for a long time. Tell us a lie about how you you were better than Hulk Hogan during your career. I was way better than Hulk Hogan at his time. Yep, see. That the fans did not like me. It was some kind of conspiracy going on against me. Yep, that's that's 100% accurate. That's from Jesse the Body Venturious mouth. I mean, he, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, but uh, Jesse Bonaventure is Captain Freedom, and he's giving this interview, and he is interrupted by uh, uh, Damon. He's like, ah, well, yep, sorry to cut you off, Cap, but... Uh, they did. The they runners, shut him the fuck down, bro. The, the runners have made it to Sub-Zero's area. And so Dawson and his friend have in this dark area with little light. Uh, Cage drops down and pretty much locks him in this mini hockey area. And I believe, yeah, he is on ice skates so they're standing on ice because he has blades on the, the bottom of his skates not not wheels this is the first attack he knocks them all three down with one strike and this lo- notifies them hey we gotta get the hell out of here this guy's gonna kill us we need to get with a uh an andine bear and uh, i think they're from the asian community and figure out how well they are at ice skating because i'm pretty sure this isn't accurate yeah you can practice uh, kind of <laughs> but an andine bear right i mean let's go you, what do you think panda what do you what do you think uh, as far as ice skating, well, I think that maybe figure skating, you know, not so much I, hockey. That's a good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Figure skating, maybe. It's like gymnastics on ice skates. But like I said, he knocked all three men down with one strike. So I p- suppose that uh, Sub Zero has been doing this for a long time, and the woman contestants keep getting prizes. I guess it's as just boxes, though. Like you don't see what it is. It's just boxes mm, on boxes. Yeah, of I don't shit. know what she's it's like getting. Christmas. Yeah, I mean, gift cards, uh, clothes, shoes, whatever. I don't know. But uh, I guess as long as Sub-Zero's alive, for every minute she gets a prize or something? Maybe. Or for every hit? Well, then you get to see that he has exploding hockey pucks as well. Yes, he shoots out and knocks out Ben Richards. Uh, so that leaves Laughlin. And Weiss has been trapped inside this uh, hockey net 
which it, it like enclosed on him as soon as he got hit in there, which uh, gives Sub Zero a chance to fight the other competitors without interruption. And he's attacking Laughlin, who is dodging all of his strikes, but barely. And he has this serrated hockey stick. But luckily, old Richards is there to save him from the attack. That hockey stick was no fucking joke. That yeah, thing is right. fucked up, dude. That is a torture tool. Yeah, yeah. And while uh, Ben is running, he ends up grabbing this little post, which is attached to some bob wire. And he ends up making like a, a tripwire trap for old Sub-Zero to fall into. I have a tripwire. Yeah, he... It's a throat wire. Yeah, yeah. He ends up getting it wrapped around Sub-Zero's throat, and he's able to pull it real tight and cutting Sub-Zero's throat and kills him. He guillotines his ass. Cut his fingers off? And yeah, I mean, that was yeah. a good... That was a good move. And everyone goes silent. So I imagine stalkers don't fall too often. Yeah. Never. Because no one expected this. But I know they've seen the next, the next part. Laughlin and his uh, James Brown hair is looking surprised as ever. Uh, Jim, Jim Brown? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Jim That's Brown. Jim Brown. That ain't Jim Brown. That's Jim Brown. No, Jim Brown is the 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 fire the fire guy. Oh, fireball. Oh, that's fireball. what I mean. Sorry, yeah. never mind. I'm, I, I, I no, jumped ahead. James James Brown. I jumped ahead. Jerry Curl. Yeah, I jumped ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, after they end up killing Sub Zero, Ben Richards looks into the camera and says. Uh, Sub Zero now playing Zero. <laughs> Just a terrible shithole fucking that's, comment. That's number two, y'all. That's number two. But what's even more fucked up is they show a picture of that dude dead, and they're like, "More to come!" Like they're going to a commercial yeah. break, and this is some dead dude it's on the fucking over. screen. And he gives Laughlin a high five. Yeah, as they're on their way out. That's like, such a bro. High five is it? Playing Zero. Yeah, playing Zero. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but they start to gas the room uh, So the men leave And uh, Damon shows that uh, He doesn't really care about the uh, the stalkers Dying you know, he know, he He's just ready for the next thing And he's talking about the ratings He's also not talking on a phone He's talking to a fucking aquarium filter <laughs> it doesn't That's attached to a It is not a cell phone It's not a yeah, phone it's the future, man. It, 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 They made it look like the, the future But it is an aquarium filter Fucking but, attached to a cord But Damon says that the, we need to get more ratings Than the reruns of uh, Gilligan's Island uh, But this is 2017 In their world Gilligan's Islands would not even be mentioned in the TV business tv yeah. land maybe nick and yeah Nick. that's some old school bullshit that's dukes of hazard type shit andy griffith type shit yeah. like nobody's talking about those shows I, I figured it was probably like hey are you he was he ever in um gillian's island no dawson yeah i'm not sure maybe i mean I was, maybe uh, like like but who Easter cares like if like you're it, you just make up some bullshit i mean if you're trying to go into the future are you really that hubris to where you're like hey Gilligan's Island is going to be the most popular show of all time. It's going to be like Friends. People are going to keep watching it over and over. Dude, fuck that show. I mean, it might have been hot. I ain't never seen none of them motherfucking episodes. But uh, the next contestant they asked to decide who he wants as a stalker can't decide between two stalkers. And Damon decides, hey, let's put them both in there. So he decides Buzzsaw and Dynamo. Stupid Dynamo. And uh, Damon's assistant says that they uh, they caught Amber. He tells him, hey, we caught the girl that he kidnapped. And he says, that's sensational. Throw her around. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. Dynamo is the worst movie villain yeah, of he's all some kind fucking of time. Opera singing guy with like a light bright suit. Like you can tell this is 80s. 80s what 80s predicted as the future 
this is what he's wearing. Yeah. And he shoots this sign that says, like, clap if you love. And he, he's got this electricity power. He can shoot electricity. But his whole suit is, is yeah. electricity. Bro, he looks like a Shoney's buffet. He is the worst fucking he, shit ever. He reminds me of when the Ninja Turtles, I think it was part two, when they went to the TCRI to find the ooze. And they were looking at the, the panels and the lights flashing. And they didn't know yeah. what it was. But yep. That's what he reminds me yeah. of, all these flashing lights. Man. He looks like a light bright. looks like some kid fucking light brighted his ass. The 80s future. All over him. Uh, Stupid as shit. After they introduced Dynamo, they also introduced oh Amber. She looking and bad. Damon, Damon lies about her backstory, and they create a backstory to make her uh, be hated by the crowd. Mm-hmm. What I like, though, is that she's known to have up to three men. Per year. Like, oh. like, Damn, that's it. That's it, bro. Oh, let me get some of that. I'll be number four. Let's go. That's not that bad. She's Dude, bad, compared boy. to women nowadays, though. Yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> Three men, women. Hey, at year? this point, yeah. at this point yeah. of the movie, somebody stop her. I do want to bring this up, though. Is anybody else questioning the bodyguard? No. The I mean, the, he, the guy who's he looks like he doesn't like his job, but he's know. in a lot of fucking scenes, and he seems like he's gonna be a threat later on. Does he not come off as that way where you're like, hey, he's gonna have to, Arnold's gonna have to fight him at yeah. some point? Yeah, he does seem like he's the big bad. He, he, he seems like big bad protector. He's gonna be the one to protect the main villain who's weak. Yeah. Well, she gets a bunch of booze as she's loaded into the coaster and sent on. Uh, but then we we go back to the fellas and uh, Weiss sees the camera relay tower and thinks that he can uh, shut it down or or maybe hack into it at least at the yep. very least. Some Hunger Games type shit. Mm-hmm. Seems hunger gameish. Yep. Somebody didn't come up with an original idea. They mm. just twisted one that was already there. Just saying, <laughs> Hunger Games director, writer, whatever the fuck you are. I really love the running back. Seems a little bit suspicious. Well, we see the crew telling the, the stalkers exactly where the contestants are. They're letting them know their location. And uh, Amber is just like the men were, being uh, corralled into the right direction. Uh, we see old Ben here. Ben sees someone coming into and is about to attack, but turns out to be old Amber. How does she make it all the way to where they are? Without knowing where they, where they were. I Did she start at a different period, like maybe? A, like I said, it it, it is a uh, hunter like house-like a route. type thing? There's so, only one way they can lead you to go, so they don't leave many other... Like, there's Jim Brown. There's Jim Brown. There's not another... There's not a lot of other ways you can go. There's so they just path. drop her in when they want her. Yeah, and since she yep. didn't have to fight, oh, uh, dumb, dumb. Sub-Zero, she just walked right past it. And so that's how she caught up with the men so quickly. Asian Wayne Gretzky. She got there fast as hell, though. Yeah, yeah, she did get there pretty fast. Yeah. But she did catch up with the fellas. And uh, Amber tells them that uh, they think that she is uh, Ben's girlfriend. Because that's the story that Damon was, was She giving. wishes. He didn't punch her, so she's not... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but she said uh, <laughs> that she can help them out. And when you see the camera, he was like, uh, how can how can you help us out in this situation? He was like, I can strangle you in front of the whole audience if you want. <laughs> Did you notice how they gave them the <coughs> same costumes, too? Because they're boyfriend and girlfriend. How about that? Everybody else has a different color costume. Yeah, because Lawson and same. Weiss have yep. gray and red, and Ben and Amber have yellow. They want to take them out. And this is when Buzzsaw comes on to the scene. motherfucker. Yeah, but not only Buzzsaw, Dynamo's right behind him in his little go-kart of 
I don't know. It looks like it was little rascals. It's made. a mini, tiny, little fucking yeah, weird car. Like, why not give him a real car? Like, what are you doing? Give him a doom buggy or something. Like, what? That's a play school fucking set. Stupid dynamo. Yeah. Yeah, but during the attack, uh, Ben and Laughlin are separated from Amber and Weiss. Yeah, but I don't know why Laughlin is acting like he's big and bad because like he don't seem like the way his body's built. It don't seem like he's an athletic machine. Why are you uh, judging him, bro? Yeah. He's trying to survive. Big gut, and he looks like he falls all over himself all the time. You know, Laughlin? Laughlin. But he fuck you up. Probably. Maybe. Not with his James Brown hair, hairstyle, though. Don't you judge his fucking Jerry Curl. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two sprays, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Beautiful. Yeah, what uh, Weiss is trying to do is he's trying to, like, get some code for the uplink so that the resistance will, like, shut down the whole system. Yeah, he sees the tower and he tells Amber that, you know, he can hack it. So they start running towards it. And then we go back to Ben and and Laughlin who sneak inside this little building to hide from a buzzsaw. Here's my question, though, for the uplink thing. Why would you, as in a civilized, very upscale civilization, why would you put your your main tower inside the playing field of the people you're trying to kill in a broke-down-ass building? I don't know. Ideal location. Here's your boy, though. Yeah, Buzzsaw shows up, and he tries to kill Ben and Laughlin, and he ends up getting a, a rope. Or some kind of attack. Uh, he, he strikes Laughlin first and he hurts him with that chainsaw. So Ben has to distract uh, Buzzsaw from the killing blows. So he ends up doing that. And so while he's fighting no Buzzsaw, he's also trying to move Laughlin out of the way. Did you know that this guy was supposed to be originally played by Hulk Hogan? What? Fact, bitch. I'm bringing one up on you. Yeah, he was supposed to be originally played by Hulk Hogan. Uh, Terry, whatever the fuck his name is. That was supposed to be his first role, was this role, before he got famous. And he turned it down because WWE had the plan for him to wrestle Andre the Giant a year later. And he didn't want to mess that up. Did you know that? I think that's bullshit. It is. Yeah. I, I made it up. I, I made all that shit up. Caught it. That but he looked like fucking yeah, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, Buzzsaw ends up taking this uh, metal wire <laughs> and wrapping it around Ben's waist. Uh, with his dirt bike, so he ends up dragging Ben all around this abandoned building. He's and giving him that Hector. As he's doing so, <laughs> the guy who chose Buzzsaw ends up getting all these prizes again. They get prizes for what happens? I think it so. seems like I think for every time the, the stalkers win or get a strike, they get a yeah, prize. They get something extra. They really don't. He is Hectoring the fuck out of him right now, dude. He yeah. is dragging his ass all over this fucking place. A yeah. deal. Yeah, Ben's able to wrap the wire around a steel beam, which stops the dirt bike and jerks Buzzsaw off. Bro, the most unrealistic jerk-off I've ever seen. (laughs) You cannot jerk somebody off that way. There's no way you're jerking somebody off like that. Why don't you tell us how to jerk somebody off? off. You're definitely not jerking somebody off by wrapping something around them and then slinging them off. After Buzzsaw (laughs) crashed... Uh, we see Weiss and Amber find the, I guess, the computer component that they need yeah. for Weiss to hack the system. And he smacks it. And it opens up the shield that was protecting it. And obviously this guy is a hacker. So he starts to hack. And while Amber's on the lookout, instead of being incognito, you know, peering, uh, uh, peeking around she corners. She walks the fuck out yeah, there. she just walks out there in this bright yellow suit. Like, That's hey. a Spanish woman. Just going, hey, bitch, the fuck you doing? <laughs> this I never heard. 
fuck off. We got people jerking off out here and fucking hitting the right shit. I mean, well, he starts it. to hack the system, and we go back to uh, Ben and Buzzsaw, who's laying face down on the ground. Uh, well, tell me this, fellas. As he's laying face down on the ground, Ben takes a look at him and starts reaching for his uh, chainsaw as he's laying face down. How did, how did he grab Ben by the damn neck? Like, he would have had to have turned over, and Ben would have seen that and stopped no. him, but he just, all of a sudden, just all reached up, and he was, like, teleported on his this back. This is why they wanted Hulk Hogan for that role, yeah. not oh, the other oh, guy. Man. This is why they wanted him. Yeah, that was just a weird... When his hand was in the wrong location, too. Even if he's laying down, face down, his hand to position for that chainsaw is in the wrong direction. It should have been flat down. It was it was open palm to where the camera was. We're like, oh, yeah, he's looking right at you. Uh, ben ends up getting a hold of the chainsaw, but so does Buzzsaw. And now they're in this battle of strength for who is stronger with the chainsaw. Who is it going to cut? It, it leans towards Ben. It leans towards Buzzsaw. And they start to lower it in front of them, both of them, while looking eye to eye Well, who's strong. The blade comes close to Ben's neck. And Buzzsaw says, I saw this part of me. I'm going to make it a part of you. <laughs> Some redneck ass fucking. That's where Hulk Hogan turned the roll down. Oh, shit. He wasn't a part of that, but that yeah. is the most sling blade type shit I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> but that is exactly how he said it. Well, he, 100%. Ben ends up struggling. They end up getting the blade pointed down in between both their legs. But Ben is stronger and starts lifting it up. In between old Buzzsaw's legs. He's making him a female. And yes, he has run that saw right up into Buzzsaw. And rips him and chainsaws him all up. Yep. Uh, He's fucked. He's dead. You have to be so strong. Because what what was Buzzsaw, man? Like 300-something pounds? Gravity... Plus and then his picking strength? him up, yeah, you're fucked. Uh, there's no way. And uh, he was and able to get that chance. Leverage-wise, oh. yeah. But here's the other question is that uh, when this went down, when he was originally trying to, you know, it looked like Buzzsaw was down for the count. Why reach for the other chainsaw if you pay attention to the fight scene? He's got like three chainsaws hanging from his fucking pants, like little mini chainsaws and knives mm-hmm. and shit. Why not grab one of those and just fucking stab him? Why are you going for the other one? Yeah, dumb, dumb person. We go back to Weiss and Amber. Where Weiss is finding a way to hack into the system. And as he's doing so, he's telling Amber these these number codes. But he's interrupted by Dynamo. And Dynamo blasts Weiss with an electrical blast. And Amber begins, <clears throat> he starts to chase after Amber. Well, he got both of them. You see that? He got both of them. If you pay attention to the scene... They both got electrocuted. Only one died. She's got a little bit of electric. Well, Ben hears Amber scream and it comes to her rescue. And he calls Dynamo a Christmas tree while dodging Dynamo's lightning shocks. But before he lets go of Amber, he, he hits her with this, I guess, a different color of lightning, which only stuns her. Mm-hmm. I thought the stalkers were to kill, not just stun these people. Now, that was a rape charge. Yeah. Okay, so he was planning on doing something else. Yeah, he was, he was trying to get it in that Latino heat. Okay. Well, he ends up trying to uh, kill Ben, but he jumps into his car and chases him and tries to run him over. Where was that car the whole fucking time? He was right there. They were in a different area, though, weren't they? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, he, Prior got, to he this, hopped into it. This little, little rascal's go-kart he's got going on. He's too fat for that shit. <laughs> well, Ben is running from this go-kart, and he's outrunning it, and uh-huh. he ends up Deciding, hey, I'm going to run up this garbage hill. Uh, that Dynamo tries to follow him in in the car, and he ends up flipping on his side and getting stuck. He can't handle this side. I, 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 
it's just I don't understand why. Why would you not just put it in a park and then blast his ass with your electrical beams? <laughs> why would you chase him up a fucking hill? Who gives know. a maybe, shit? Maybe he needed a recharge the, or something. I don't know. These are like Power Rangers fucking bad guys. They are the worst shit. They're like the putty people. Something. They lose every fucking time, bro. They're just doing dumb shit that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, as he flips, he's he's on his side and he's helpless. Ben has a chance to to kill him, you know, but uh, he doesn't. Well, he keeps repeating over and over to go to a cut, like a cut scene. So you can tell he's just an actor. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's not part of the killing spree, but he does. He doesn't realize what he's doing for sure. He seems like he's just. He's enjoying the spoils of what he's doing. Ben tells him, though, I won't kill a helpless human being, not even a sadistic scum like you. Yeah, and he I don't, just I knocks don't, him out with a pole. Yeah, I don't think he is. I think he's, like I said, I think he's a fat, lazy, no friend having just person that they've conned into being that person. And he's enjoying mm-hmm. those spoils. He doesn't understand what he's doing. He does now, you know, but it, it took this point to get to that, which. Well, as they're, as they, after they knocked out Dynamo. Dynamo. I about to say Daytona, but <laughs> Daytona, some bitches. As Daytona. Out, as they knocked out Dynamo, Amber asked what happened to Buzzsaw, and he says, "What do you say? What do you think? Yeah, to split." God damn it, Arnold! You son of a bitch. This is where your career went bad. But uh, Damon tries to keep the crowd pumped after uh, another stalker is down, and we see uh, Fireball getting getting called up and getting ready for action. Ben and Amber make it back to Laughlin, but that first hit with Buzzsaw was too much. And before he does end up succumbing to his injuries, he tells them to finish the job, and then he dies. That's pretty sad. Real bad uh, movie death, but also no one ever saw where Buzzsaw actually killed him. He looked like he got impaled in the heart by a butcher knife. Uh, I don't don't know where that happened. Yeah, he he just got slashed in the beginning, and he couldn't get up. A Been chainsaw, him, yeah. If you're not going full bore, too much for him. yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's taking the top layers of skin for sure, but you're not going into death. You're not dying from that. That's a, that's an easy one to fix. And I said, like, trying to play tough, and he's soft, softy jogger. He is soft, but it's okay. He's helping, he's helping the cause. He'll go down in the history books for what? Doing what? He ain't do shit. He took, he sacrificed <laughs> himself. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> He took a sacrifice. Man, he was just too slow to move the fuck out the way. Arnold can't go down in history not having ethnic friends. <laughs> he can't save the day. You gotta have a black guy with a Jericho. He didn't die <laughs> first, but he died. <laughs> and after after Laughlin's death, Damon ends up giving Ben a private call, and he offers him a three-year contract as a stalker. Oh. Uh, but Ben snatches the camera and says he'll make Damon eat that contract. And he hopes he leaves in some room because he's going to ram his fist into his stomach and break his goddamn spine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. There was a lot of emotion in this one. There was. And he's still wearing that goofy-ass goddamn fucking costume. If he wasn't, it would mean more. That's so bad. Why'd they make him wear that in this movie? I don't understand those. That, that was the running man I uniform. I guess. I mean, I don't... They're so bad. They're so bad. So uh, he's like part of NASCAR's pit crew. Yeah. After he was, after Damon was declined for his offer of a three-year contract, uh, Damon clears the room for a call with the Attorney General, who is called Damon, who's probably pretty upset. Ooh. Well, weren't they not supposed to bring in military prisoners? Yeah, yeah they yep. weren't supposed to. But. So he did some shit that was illegal. And you still see that bodyguard waiting in the background. Mm-hmm. Waiting. And then we go back to the uh, 
the stage room and also outside of the arena. And everybody's chanting, Fireball, Fireball. Fireball, Fireball. We'll do some Fireball. And Fireball shows up and demonstrates his flames on stage. And then he takes off and flies through the battlefield, so Fireball can fly. Got a little—he's got a little jetpack on him. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Fireball thing, I don't understand. I don't, where is all this power and pressure coming from for the fire and the jetpacks? I'm mm. super confused. He's got this huge tank on his back. Which one's which? You can't do both. Yeah, they both flow. You got two tubes, one going for thrusters. Oh, bro, this is, one going for this the, is the future of 2017 where you can do both of these. Mm-hmm. Listen, Elon put out one flamethrower and it is very suspect. Who do you think made this? Elon. Mm-hmm. Oh, Captain Freedom showing him taking a pill or yeah, some we sort. Do see uh, Captain Freedom. He's looking at one of his older posters of himself. He used to be a stalker, but he's now he's retired into mm-hmm. the commentary area. And he's looking at, you know, Fireball do his thing, but he's also looking at an old picture of himself thinking, man, I could be in there doing this. I, I think he's looking champion. at it from that perspective, but I also <laughs> think he's looking at it from a perspective of I don't want to fucking get back to doing this shit. I don't. I don't want to do it again. They need to fucking handle business because I'm retired. You know, I, I look at it from both ways. He 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 does seem to be yearning for the itch. Well, uh, Damon picks his next fan who will make the next. She he asks her who will make the next kill, and she says, "I think uh, Ben Richards." And he's like, uh, <laughs> "Ben Richards is a contestant. We need to pick a stalker." And she says, no, I get to pick who I want, and I pick Ben Richards. She fucked them up. She changed the game right there. Yes, because then Booker's outside started taking bets on Ben Richards because he's been dominating so far. You've seen more stalkers die or be incapacitated this game than you have in the history of this whole show. Yeah, you're doing 3-0 right now. You're having to put legitimate legends in there right now. People Mm -hmm. who don't normally go in unless it's just a KO shot. And she says, uh, Richard, she's a mean motherfucker. Yeah, she does. (laughs) They should have had Betty White do that. They should have done fucking Betty White. I'm sure they couldn't afford it, Mm -hmm. but that would have been the play. She was doing Golden Girls at this time. Yeah, no, no, it was over with. Uh, I thought it was over with by then. I don't know. It might might have been around around time. Right around the end? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're right. That show... That's great. It's funny. It's a great show. It's still funny. As hell. I actually just finished that show. It's that a great one show, and dude. the Golden Palace. Bro, great show. Well, Ben and Amber are walking uh, about talking about the original plan, and he blames her for fucking it up at the airport. But that's when Fireball floats down to the scene, and Ben and Amber try to hide. Did you know this is where they got the idea for Turbo Man? No, I made that up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he floats down like Turbo Man, though, Donnie. <laughs> Well, Fireball finds him, and uh, Ben gets him to light a fuel barrel on fire in hopes uh, to kill him. You know, he, he knocks down all these barrels full of fuel that are just laying around for some weird reason. For some reason. Yeah, and then uh, he ends up lighting it up because he's separated from Amber at this moment. She goes running off into this warehouse thing, and, and Ben lures him away from her trying to protect Amber. And Fireball follows him, so he starts knocking these big fuel barrels over in hopes that it'll he'll light it and the explosion and flames will end up killing him. Fireball ends up lighting those damn flames, and he just walks right through it like the goddamn Terminator. God, uh, he Arnold. Yeah, he, he Arnold. You can almost hear it. Mm-hmm. Now, see, uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, if you have somebody as, she don't listen to anything he says. Anything like she's trying to get away from him and go her own separate way. So what you're saying? But he's is trying to. They're technically married. <laughs> Probably. Oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bro. If it's a life and death situation, stick with the motherfucker that can actually kill people. I don't understand this. 
part of the thing either because they just keep showing him running. He's running. He it's just a, keeps running. It's the running man. I know. Come I understand. On. There's one running man. Why is the chaser just continue? This is oh, the yeah. most running fly. we've seen so far. He can fly. He just keeps. Why is he? Why is he running? He just keeps chasing him. Fly above him and blast him with fucking flames. What are you doing? You know, he's flaming. I guess. He's yeah, flaming. but he walks through those flames, and to uh, Ben's surprise, doesn't blow up. Yeah, he doesn't blow up. He doesn't catch on fire. He's, he's got, got f- oxygen tanks and gas tanks or whatever the fuck he's got using that yeah, flamethrower. Yeah. Flame, That's okay. Flame retarded. No yep. Flame retarded. I mean, yes. his face is uh, is bare. So how's he not burning up? Like his neck or face is getting. That's a racist question. Okay. Well, is that not the same guy who played Candyman? No, that's no. Okay, sorry. Jim yeah, Brown. Yeah. Jim Brown. Everybody knows Jim Brown. He's a legendary Brown's running back. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Anyways, uh, we end up seeing Amber in a different location, and she ends up finding this locker room with a couple of burnt bodies already in there, and she sees the dog tags of these de- deceased uh, people. And she figured out that they were last year's winners. All three of those guys that they showed in the video, I guess they did win, but they showed them in the video. They were in they, Panama or the yeah. Bahamas. They're dead. And then they burned them. Why would you leave them there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, why bury them? But why leave them there for somebody to pick up evidence? You know what I'm saying? If you're going to commit a crime. Well, they never, you know, you would never You never thought somebody was going to make it this far? Yeah. Hubris. Yeah, you, you think this, you're, yeah. Yeah, she's not going to make it out alive. This is another question that I have is if they not if they can't have military uh, contracts, why do these guys have dog tags when Amber or... Oh, military prisoners? Yeah. Why can't they have military prisoners? That's a good point. That's a, I didn't think about that. Holy shit. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. Dog tags. Good call, dude. Good true. call. Very good call. Uh, well, uh, she finds the last year's winners and Fireball interrupts and says, no, last year's losers. But before he could kill Amber, Ben swing, swing kicks Fireball and unplugs Fireball's fuel line and tosses a flare and says, uh, have a light. <laughs> Jesus, number three, this That's motherfucker. Number oh, number four? Number oh, God damn it, this son of a bitch. Well, you just wait. Because as he's leaving... And Fireball is burning. Ben says he was a hothead. <laughs> oh my god, number five. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Dude, why did he look like Frozone, though? Mm. With a jetpack. He had all kind of puns, man. Yeah, he, he did. Arnold was fucking punned up. No, but Damon's in the control room when Captain Freedom comes storming in, complaining about the, uh, the armor they want him to wear. He's got some kind of, I don't know. It looks like a tool belt Batman type like, bullshit that's not accurate or very toasters. good at all. Toasters. He's got a fuck. I mean, they look huge. Yeah, and they, uh, Damon is upset because uh, he tells them, you know, that they're betting on Richards. No yep. one's ever bet on a contestant before. Yep. Use the money. Keep rolling yeah. with it. And Freedom says, oh, bullshit. <laughs> but, bullshit. But it's not bullshit. They're actually betting on Richards. The armor we were talking about earlier, they doesn't want to wear, which he rightfully doesn't want to wear because it's <laughs> It it's like the the eighties, like the eighties version of a fucking uh, an air fryer. It's their vision of the future, man. So it's this metallic, chrome metallic, I don't know, box they got him in. It's got a bunch of surgical tools yeah. on it, like scalpels and shit. I don't and he, know. he doesn't want to wear it. He just wants to go out there and fight, uh, like a like a normal you know a normal fight. But they won't let him. They want him to wear all this extravagant crap. It's part of the show. Yeah. Yep. You gotta have the flair, the the. the the, the, the was fire. this before Arnold and right. Jesse Ventura did Predator, or was this after? This is after. After, okay. This is the only reason he, he made friends with Arnold on yeah. Predator. Yeah. 
So he got asked to come on Running Man. Hell yeah. Good for them. He's a shit wrestler. but Well, he's like, this is bullshit. I will not wear this. <laughs> I love when they make fun of him on Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. Well, Ben and Amber are trying to find the uh, communication relay, and they get trapped in a room. And then we see the, the editing crew uh, making a video of Ben and uh, Captain Freedom fighting. Do you know what's sad about this movie? <coughs> and I don't want to bring this up until later in the podcast because I don't want you guys to get upset. <laughs> but Arnold and that girl's costumes look better than the X-Men movie costumes. <laughs> they look way more accurate to the X-Men than the actual X-Men costumes. That's some bullshit How right there, bro. How many years? A part of that's fucking probably 20 20, plus. Yeah, yeah. it's fuck. I mean, how do you not? I mean, Wolverine, god damn it, that's it. Shit. Well, the editing crew make a video of uh Ben and Captain Freedom fighting, they're in the process of making this video. Yeah, yeah, so people people are actually fighting, but they just have their faces on the on the people. I don't even know if that's. True, because no one's fighting. There, yeah, the eighties vision it. of the future—they can make videos like this. Oh. Like yep. the, the actors actually shot this scene, but in this reality, they didn't. You know, they, they just made this video. But it turns out the when Ben and Amber got trapped, it wasn't by the uh, the Running Man the crew. Stalkers. It was by the resistance, and so they opened it up and they let Ben and Amber know, "Hey, we're here, and we're here to help." Yeah. Whatever. What's crazy, too, is the thing about this is 2017's future, and we're in 2023, and I think we're still probably 10 years out from being able to make a video game video look real where you can't tell the difference. Because you look at any the best quality of anything virtual, you can tell what's yeah. what. You can make somebody's mouth move in a video a certain way or the voice, but video-wise, quality, you can't make a new video and make it look real. Not yet. But it's crazy to think about. So they start to, Damon starts to play the fabricated video of Ben and Amber fighting Captain Freedom. Mm -hmm. So Ben, uh, Amber comes sliding down this into this trapped arena room and Captain Freedom gets a hold of her first and he snaps her neck. He snaps her neck and then just tosses that bitch into some barbed wire, dude. He just (laughs) fucking slings that bitch. (laughs) I was dying. And so that's when uh, Ben gets angry and starts to fight old Captain Freedom. And so as they're struggling, they're fighting, they're dirty fighting, grabbing eyes, grabbing mouths and shit, and Captain Freedom's running Ben into barbed wire. And they're making a pretty good scene, pretty good fight. You know, it was a good back and forth. Oh, Ben starts getting the upper hand on old Captain Freedom here. And... Captain Freedom looks like he's dressed like the big boss man. He is yeah. the big from boss man. From the old school wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're pretty evenly matched until uh, Captain Freedom gets the upper hand. And he's able to drive Ben into this spiked gate wall that they had up, which kills Ben Richards. What was he doing? Yeah, he's like, no, 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 no. One of the funniest things is that he lifted his leg up to kick. It seems like his leg can't go up that high kick anyway. Don't you talk about fucking Arnold that way, you cunt? His leg can go where the fuck it wants to. He does. Jesse Ventura. Oh, yeah, fuck Jesse Ventura. Never mind. Fuck yeah. Fuck him. Piece of shit. Who said, oh, god damn it, I'm dead. And so now the crowd thinks that, oh, Ben is dead and the game is over. And that bitch, too. Uh, But the resistance plans on making their attack tonight. You know, they're closer than they've ever been. And Ben and Amber have the chance to leave. But they you, decide they wanted to help. Did you notice that all the dudes in the little command center were wearing sunglasses? They're underground. They're hidden. It's They're looking at computer screens. <laughs> They're wearing sunglasses. 
Oh, you need to make sure that you're extra, extra um, hidden. Yeah, you got to make sure you don't yeah. look suspicious. Even so your vision has to be hidden. Ben tells Amber, you know, hey, I'm going to stay. I'm going to help them fight. Well, she's like, you might need this. And she gives them the original video of the Bakerfield Massacre. And Ben was like, uh, he was wondering, where were you hiding that? <laughs> and she said, it's none of your business. <laughs> you know where she had that shit? Yeah. It was one of two locations. <laughs> I don't think in the 80s it would have been in the other one, but maybe. Who knows? In that cooch pocket. Uh, I wasn't going to say it. You <laughs> did it. Good prison, job. The prison wallet. Yep. <laughs> little meat wallet. <laughs> When did she have a chance to rummage around? Yeah, yeah I know. She just stuffed that bitch in there like it was a hot pocket. <laughs> hey, ain't that a onesie? So she had to take her whole clothes off to no, go she rummage didn't. around up in no, there. No, bro. Yeah. She's, she's an expert. Things a little bigger than what you think it is. Uh, okay. Cracking. <laughs> well, uh, old Damon tells the crew that uh, we're all good guys and we have been approved for uh, another season. So, you know, I guess it's time for celebration. But in reality, he knows they didn't kill Ben. Yep. So... He should be worried about where he's yeah, at. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that was kind of weird that he, Ben just escaped his mind and he really thinks they're dead. Like, did he believe his own hype? They believe on video. But does he does the, seem like he does kind of believe that. Does the tracking chip just stop working at a certain point? That's like, a good point too, because nah, it's done. I mean, they're they're out and no one's coming to get them. And yeah. Arnold has another goddamn cigar. Cigar, bro. Every time he's free, he gets a cigar. Yeah, he's uh, in the underground preparing for this resistance strike. They are loaded up with guns. She's got, got the, the Han cigar. Solo fucking pistol. <laughs> Bro, was that not the Han Solo pistol? Yeah, it was some kind of submachine gun with a sniper on Bro, it. Bro, what are you fucking scoping the fucking pistol down? Dude, that was, that'll knock As your fucking eye out. we all know, the futuristic guns of 2017. The fuck out of here. Well, uh, ben <laughs> infiltrates the, uh, I guess, the boiler room by knocking out some goofball guard with a, a single kick. Uh, and the resistance leader calls an assistant, Mr. Spock, as he Sunglasses asks. Sunglasses, again. Yeah, and he asks, like, uh, who who is Spock? And it's funny because this is the 80s, you know, Star Trek is still yep. kind of around and fresh. Uh, the, the young assistant asks who's Spock, like, like he really didn't know. We're like, come on. You know, it may be 2017, but if you don't know who Spock is, you yeah. shouldn't know who Gilligan's Island is. Yeah, that's for fucking true. But before that, uh, before Amber and uh, Ben split up, you know, they, they tell each other good luck, you know, so she's really come around on Ben for yep. sure. And that, and her to willingness to help him defeat these things. She wants know. some of that Austrian oak. Well, yeah, that might be true. I don't know. But uh, Damon is locking up the show. He's shutting it down. The dancers are leaving and everything. And he gets a telephone call on air from a cordless phone like it that's right no wires like, it don't look like it was we don't know phone, bro. we don't have no buttons on it <laughs> yeah, we don't know it's all right it's 2017 cell phones i know we're almost done with this but at this point has no one noticed that at all of the choreographing no one has taught any of these actors how to actually hold a gun correctly have you noticed they're all just running around with them pointed at each other's backs yeah. <laughs> improper hand placement i mean just terrible i mean john wick and like equalizer and some of those upgraded movies show you why we appreciate them because of mm. the accuracy of how you should handle a gun well the resistant crew gets into the taping room and they start exposing Oh, Damon, with real uh -huh. videos, they're playing the truth, showing the crowd the actual winners of last year's contest and the original massacre video. Uh, Damon tries to calm the crowd, but they don't believe him. Time out. Um, How'd she take those pictures? I don't know. Maybe there was a camera in the room that... <laughs> right? She didn't have a camera. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. Damn. She, but how'd she get them pictures, bro? 
I mean, I'm just saying. I, I'm confused by that one. Me and Mandy were talking about that, trying to figure out, okay, how did she get pictures of those dead bodies? I those mean, previous how contestants. Was, how were they advertising this video right? before the episode? <laughs> you know, hacked into some shit. It's, what the fuck is going on? It's the future, 2017, guys. I guess. It's 20 true. years, 20 plus years in the future. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so they end up showing the original <laughs> video and the crowd sees the truth uh, that Richard was actually a good guy. A gun battle breaks out in the crowded room with the audience well, between the resistance and the... Uh, a crew or Show crew. yeah, military, whatever it is over here. And a lot of people get shot. A lot of people get shot. A lot. Yeah, the resistance is trying to protect the people a and lot. also also win this battle. But the soldiers who are protecting Damon and whatnot, they don't give a damn. They're just opening fire with this crowded room, shooting audience members. To audience, protect him. Yeah. Himself. Just to, That's just it. to protect him. And they are running scared. People are riding, running crazy everywhere. People scrambling. Dude, this is the worst gun fight <clears throat> ever. Again, who taught any of these motherfuckers how to hold a gun? Arnold never once pulls the gun to his actual eye. He fires from the hip the entire from fucking the movie with a motherfucking AUG. He is not aiming at all and is 100% accurate. Well, Kill back, shots. Backstage, uh, Amber kills a guy. And With then, her Han Solo pistol. Yep. Uh, but she is soon attacked by Dynamo, who was not killed earlier. She punches him in the nuts and then... Uh, <laughs> Realizes there's nothing there. She sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she shoots a sprinkler, which causes his suit to shock him to death. That was He was going to rape her legitimately, like in the in the, the movie theme, right? I mean... Yeah, he's about to. I know that's a controversial <laughs> topic nowadays, but... Yeah, he he's was... A- in his tidy whities Yeah, 100% in tidy whities And tube socks. White tube socks up to the up to the knees. Mm, terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, we go back to the, the fight in the audience room uh, where everybody's getting shot the hell up. And we see uh, Damon tries to sneak out while uh, everybody else is getting shot the hell up and running and scared and everything. So he, he's going to make his way out of here. Bro, again, no one shoots from anywhere but the hip. Every one of these dudes has a fucking assault rifle right. and they're all firing from the hip. Except for the, the camera, like the, the crew. Where? Please tell Whenever me. Whenever they fire. Look at them. They're all firing, yeah. not even looking down their sights. This is nonsense. That's why they're... It might, it might have just been the first... Uh, this looks like the Power Rangers. Guy. With the putty men? Yep, 100%. <laughs> I, I, this well, is it. The crowd outside, they, they're seeing everything. The camera's staying on, and the devoted cameraman, or maybe it's an AI since it has, uh, you know, it is the future. See some Hennessy up there. It's mm-hmm. catching everything. Uh, and we see Damon, you know, crawling, trying to sneak his way out of there. But old Ben catches him and says, uh, one of us is in deep trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing Damon said to Ben whenever he had first mm-hmm. captured Ben. One of us is in deep trouble. Uh, that's when Damon's bodyguard shows up. He gets confident. He gets confident as fuck after that. Yeah, yeah. He starts laughing at old Ben. He's like, ha, <laughs> Ain't no way you're going to get past this guy. He's a big fucking dude. I mean, I don't know who he is, but he's a big fucking dude. He says, so do you want to talk, Mr. Richards? You know, he's like you say, he's real confident, you know. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Ben looks at the guy, the bodyguard, and uh, Damon tries to talk his way out of it. You know, as the crowd watches. Uh, what but- does he say, though? Why the, why'd the security guard leave? Because he accused him earlier of using steroids. Remember, he made a yep. steroid comment. Yep, and, and uh, that's what the security guard says. Something about steroids. He, says, I gotta and he go walks get some more steroids, yep. and he walks away and leaves Damon unprotected, alone with Ben Richards. 
Is all this being shot on TV? Though? All this is on yep. TV. Oh, okay. And Ben Richards is trying yeah. to sell TV, but he's doing it on live TV, which is going to, even if he wins this battle with him, it's over with already. Yeah, he's already over. admitted everything. They already know the truth. Yep. That's all fine. So the coaster comes down. So I guess the resistance crew is working the special effects yeah, now. Yeah, uh, they're, in, they're in the, the replay booth. They got it all. Know that. We do. It's, it's happening. It's okay. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and so Ben <laughs> decides to shove old Damon into this little coaster thing. And he tells him he's going to give the audience what do they want. What they want. What they want. Uh, as he's being shoved in there, Damon tells him, you bastard, why don't you just drop dead? Do it. What's, what's, what did Arnold say? I don't do requests. Jesus, another one. That's six for and sure. So he launches old Damon through that portal, the same tunnel that he got launched through, which I would say that Arnold weighs a significant amount more than Damon. But I guess they put the super speed on mm-hmm. with this uh, specific launch because he is flying faster than Ben and his friends did through this tunnel. I think there was a, maybe an adjustment setting that Arnold had to push that maybe shot uh, him faster. I don't know. But I yeah. guess so, because there was no net to catch him. Nope. He goes flying and straight through a billboard that has his uh, his face on it. Yeah. And when he does, Arnold says, well, that did the spot. <laughs> it was the, yeah, I mean, like we talked talked about i mean it's just it, it, where would all the protections go they all hit nets when they went down there was no net it was in a completely different area he shot at least a football field longer than everybody else and hit a billboard that was not present on any of the launches maybe it was because he was farther in the game like we talked i don't i don't know that was weird well the crowd goes crazy and for ben and everyone cheers for him as amber comes on the stage from uh back and she walks up to old Ben and uh, yeah, gives him a big old one this across the lips. This is where Arnold got his Mildred Man, temptations. His, his, his fantasy started he right is here. a more Latino uh-huh. in his life. And he grabbed the back of his neck like Man. when they first mm-hmm. met him. Before. <laughs> he said, Vac- vacuum my carpet. <laughs> I guess that's just his natural thing. <laughs> and after that, the crowds go crazy and the words go up on the running man. That's a good one. And that's right. At the end of the movie, at the end of our review, we do hit up some special movie facts. main menu right there. Don't try to get out of this shit. No, no, no. I'm going to show you guys something. Don't show a shit. Talk about your facts. Normally get some of those. You're cheating. You're cheating. You're fucking cheating. And now we load up our facts. Maybe some hidden facts that you guys didn't know about this movie. So uh, be prepared to learn something. If you didn't know them, then just act like you didn't, okay? Polar, let's start with you, man. Oh, I got a good one for you. Mm-hmm. So the movie was based on a Stephen King novel based on the same name, The Running Man, but he wrote it under the pen name Richard Bachman. When the producers bought the rights, they had no clue it was a Stephen King writing. Mm. Mm. I had the same fact. Uh, I might want to add on it to a little bit of that one. Uh, the film version differs significantly from the book, uh, particularly in terms of the dystopian setting and character motivations. Uh, but my fact would be that uh, Christopher Reeve was once uh, attached to play Ben Richards. Mm. In a 2015 interview about the film, Paul Michael Glaser, the director, said that he was originally approached to direct the film, but declined because he felt that the pre-production period was insufficient. I thought you were going to say it had something to do with the bovine creatures. Uh, uh, maybe had uh, 
no. prevented him from doing so. Well, the director, Andrew <laughs> Davis, was hired instead, but was fired after just two weeks because the production was one week behind schedule. So Glacier was now hired, and Schwarzenegger, who was fi- uh, friends with uh, Andrew Davis, the former director, he has stated it was a terrible decision to hire Glacier on because uh, he shot the movie like it was a television show, losing all the deeper themes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Such deeper themes. And L.A. Weekly stated that the film's tone changed from a dark allegory to a humorous action film with the change of the film's star. With Reeve, Christopher Reeve, The Running Man was about an unemployed man who goes on a violent game show for a 30-day period to feed his family. But with Glacier and Schwarzenegger, the protagonist became a condemned but innocent criminal forced into a three-hour gladiator-style game show by the justice system. Bro, I'm be honest with you. I probably would prefer the other. Yeah, I don't That sounds fucking oh, yeah. good. I mean, it would have been interesting. Maybe with have, Arnold, not with... Well, I mean, Christopher Reeve was more accurate to the the book's character. He was yeah. more scrawnier. Yeah, that, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, not as he wasn't a jacked, jacked fucking yeah, cop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Grizzly, what'd you get for? Mine was Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Mick Fleetwood, our friends. And that's how he got the part of the underground resistance guy. And... He, if you don't know who Mick Fleetwood is, he's the drummer of the one of the most famous bands, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. All right, that one too. Can I add on to yours just for fun? And I'll do another one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, they also, uh, Dwazil Zappa, son of legendary guitarist Frank Zappa, is also in the movie oh. as one of the resistance people. I was going to add on to yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is that the movie and the novel from Stephen King actually took inspiration from a Japanese TV series called Trans-American Ultra Quiz, which wow. was similar. It was a game show, and that's where Stephen King got his inspiration. Pass it off to me. Uh, predictive technology. The film predicted several technological advancements that are now uh, used today, like uh, reality shows, uh, widespread surveillance and the use of social media to manipulate public opinion. God damn! How, who would have known that was what was going to happen with it? Rich, you got anything else for us? Yeah. Um, so I do gun reviews, and a couple of guns that I've seen that I've reviewed was the Beretta was in here twice. Paula. Uh, Paula Abdul, which we already talked about, choreographed all of the dance sequences. Yeah, about that. But I got another one for you if we want to go, uh, uh, since we already did that one. Four directors were fired over creative differences before they stuck with Mr. Glazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, better known for his role as Starsky on 70s TV show Starsky and Hutch. Whoa, I didn't know he was in that. Yep. That's pretty he was cool. Starsky. Okay, uh, pass it on back to me. Uh, influences. Uh, from this movie are seen in uh, The Hunger Games. The premise of The Running Man bears similarities to Suzanne Collins' The Hunger Games trilogy. Both stories focus on a dystopian society where individuals are forced to participate in deadly televised competitions for the entertainment of the masses. Grizzly? Also, this was heavily, heavily inspired by the TV show Gladiators. American Gladiators. Gladiators. I had that ready for you. How's it going? Touche. I got one that's going to blow your motherfucking minds. You ready for this? Let's go. Arnold used the film's title in his campaign for governor of California, naming his campaign bus The Running Man. Mm. Boo. 
Nice. Uh, my mind's blown. Uh, filming locations. The Running Man was primarily filmed in Los Angeles, California. Some notable filming locations include City Hall, the Los Angeles Convention Center, and Pasadena Civic Auditorium. Grizzly? I'm out. I got you. Uh, the movie was a key influence behind arcade action game Smash TV. Which was contest, which saw contestants thrown into a game show area to face ever tougher enemies. So it was like a level based, mm-hmm. like Mortal Kombat type thing. Okay, we'll comment that. Uh, controversial censorship. The film initially received an X rating from the Motion Picture Association of America, which is the MPAA, due to its violent content. To secure an R rating, extensive cuts and edits were made to reduce the intensity of certain scenes. Damn, that's why fucking violent with some of that yeah. shit. Mm. I got one more for you. Edgar Wright, director of Shaun of the Dead, Baby Driver, is attached to direct a sequel. To The Running Man? Or a remake. I'm sorry. Remake. Oh, okay, okay. Not sequel. Remake. Yeah. I'm ready for that. I'll do that. Uh, iconic catchphrase. The Running Man introduced the popular catchphrase, I'll be back. I'll which became synonymous with Arnold Schwarzenegger on-screen persona. This catchphrase was later used in several of Schwarzenegger's subsequent films, like Terminator. Also, the cast and crew connections. The Running Man features several cast and crew members who had worked together in previous films, including Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura, who had both appeared in The Predator Ooh, a year prior. That's a good one. And a box office success. Despite receiving mixed reviews from critics, The Running Man was a commercial success, earning over $38 million domestically and over $72 million worldwide. It has since gained a cult following and is regarded as a classic action film of the 1980s. I'm good with that. All right, I thought Running Man was a action-adventure hit, uh, especially for the 80s. If you were watching it at the time, I think you probably would have been amazed, you know what I'm saying, with the... the 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 effects, the special effects, everything that was going on in the movie. I mean, it was it was captivating. You know, it was, it was nonstop action. Uh, it was a, a guy trying to redeem himself from some some bullshit that really didn't happen to him, man. So you're rooting for him the whole time. You know, there, there's no. Uh, I don't think there is a gray area in this movie. There's bad guys. There's good guys. You know what side you need to be on. And I enjoyed it thoroughly through and through. I watched this movie three or four times, not because I had to, but just because I wanted to. And I would say that uh, Running Man is a great movie. And I would recommend that to anybody who likes action movies. I mean, Arnold, I think he did a good job on this one. You know, his his acting isn't like, you know, the the, the top rank. But I believe he did a, a perfect job for this movie. And this is an Arnold movie. And yeah, he tore it up. So I'm going to say uh, it's a great one. Grizzly, if you were placed in a game show where you had to fight for your life. And the only way to get out was to have a guy on a chainsaw motorcycle jerk you off. Would you say that Running Man was a good one? God dang it. He gonna jerk you off. I wanted wanted the the Latina lady. Nope. (laughs) He's got some oil from that chainsaw to lube it up. He's jerking you off. (laughs) I think it is a good Good one. one. But what what kept it from being a great one was the puns, man. I, I don't know why I'm so susceptible <coughs> to the puns, but this dude was Rapunzel over here. Just really, <laughs> the puns ruins it for you. <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, that's fair. There's that, and then the there's the, a lot of them. The acting, I, I, I kind of didn't like the acting, bro. But I'm looking at it as a movie reviewer. I didn't look at it with fresh eyes back in the you know seventy. Was it 80, 87, 88, something mm-hmm. like that? Maybe I would have liked it if I would have seen it growing up, but I never did, bro. So I'm looking at it as fresh eyes. And right now, it's just, it, it's a good one, though. It's a good one. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. All right. Polar, if you met the finest Latino God. lady that you have ever seen on a workout bench, and she said, join this show with me. And as you're about to make sweet, passionate love to her Latino body, you find out that her vagina is made of electricity. Would you say that Running Man was a good one? <laughs> oh, sorry. I was cleaning up after after I finished what was going on there. Uh, but I'm going to say Running Man was a good, good. one. Oh, I got a little shock in me. A little, I don't know what that was from. A little, a little static electricity. Running Man was a good one. Uh, and I'm going to say that because I feel like it set the stage for some of the better series and movies that we've seen to date. I think uh, Law Abiding Citizen comes into mind as one of those movies that's kind of similar where a guy gets wrongfully convicted. Uh, he took it a little bit more and, and went after the government as opposed to what Arnold did. But I think The Hunger Games, some of these movies and series that we've seen from this point, I think that movie inspired a lot of what what those are now today. Uh, Arnold, I think that sets the stage for him. I think Predator was the start. I think this movie established him as, hey, he he can be that guy at that time. I mean, at that time, all you had was Stallone, really. I mean, as an action star. And that was Rocky. All you knew he could do was box. Mm -hmm. So Arnold was setting himself apart. He was establishing who he was as an actor. You got Jingle Isle all the way. You got all these other movies out of that a lot of different movies that were very good. I think this one set the stage for it. it. Predator was a start. He used this as a springboard, and he he established himself as the highest paid actor, male actor at the time, for multiple years on end. But again, it, it set up a lot of some of the movies that you see. I mean, like I said, Hunger Games and Law Abiding Citizen are two of them, but there's many more. It's a good one. It's not a great one. It's not the best one. It, but it, it helped establish what we're at, where we're at today with movies. It gave us a, a good estimation. There's a lot of movies nowadays that took inspiration from this, and I, I appreciate that. And Arnold is Arnold. So, <laughs> we have one update. Unless you guys have one thing or not, but um. One update is we didn't mess up on Chris Catan's name in the House on Haunted Hill review. Yeah, it was uh, read as Caton, but uh, we know Chris Catan, you know, so we got corrected on that one. And we won't mess up again. I'm sorry, Chris Catan. We will apologize for you. Uh, yeah, join you. us sometime if you, uh, you know, you want to make it up to us. Yeah, uh, Mr. Chris Catan, you can join us anytime you want to on this podcast. But yeah, that, that's going to be it. Our next movie will be in October. You're going to get two special reviews in October. Uh, one will be Donnie Darko. Uh, Panda and Koala are going to be teaming up on Donnie Darko for October. It is the horror movie month. And after that, we the next time we all will reunite is for Child's Play. Which Koala will be coming in here as an yeah. extra guest. Yeah, extra we bear. will be having four guests I'm in here. I'm pumped for that one, dude. That's a great movie. Yeah. We'll, Fuck them dolls. We'll have uh, <laughs> some special Koala hindsights on Child's Play and old Chucky with old Brad Dourif there. Mm-hmm. 
But if you guys don't have anything else, that'll be it for us at We Real Reels. Grizzly? Uh, Bowler? And we are out of here, guys. Keep on reeling. Captain Freedom. Vacuum my carpet. (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. (laughs)